0: What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to 164 episodes of Valley Town. This is the 164th. I'm Jamie M. V. and Gar is joining me, and our friend uh, Shutterwalk is also uh, here to <laughs> like accompanying us on the show uh no dr jika he's supposed to be joining us but i think he's running late so i figured we we'd get started a little bit without him and then once he gets on we'll, we'll definitely add him to the show uh but uh this week has been the first week of the witchwood expansion gara how's it uh been treating you so far man
1: uh it's been absolutely fantastic i would say yeah i had like i never had so much fun i think Really, testing okay. all sorts of different. There's, there's been mixed reviews, I have to say, so
0: far with this expansion. Like some people, you know, I think have uh, you know just been enjoying it, like like I would say uh, any other expansion, just that being brand new. And then some people think, I mean, there's just been some TGT comparisons already, which I, I think are completely unfair. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of surprised me, you know, that some people actually think that because you know, TGT like was, the, I think the worst expansion or at least maybe like from the standpoint of of uh you know just the general public i think uh, tgt is probably voted the worst one uh so what are your thoughts right I, now like i mean you're you're clearly having a lot of fun so it's it's the opposite for you
1: right yeah 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 mm-hmm. i also get the tgt reference mm-hmm. it is i think it's because of the echo mechanic and uh, what is that, the other mechanic that we have uh just with the switcheroni and Oh, the Worgen—they call it Worgen. Oh, the Worgen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like so, like key They're not very playable. They're not very too mm-hmm. oppressive or anything like that. Just not yeah. too crazy. But I think this is exactly what it what, what we needed. Actually, a very low power level expansion, and this really makes like so many different archetypes and decks playable. You can really see the the top streamers, the top the pro players, how much they are actually. Uh, playing this expansion. I think I saw Firebit not going to sleep for like two days. He was just playing for 48 <laughs> that's hours. That's why he's he... sick right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just because he's having so much fun. Like <laughs> so many crazy. ideas. There's so many different decks you can play right now. And yeah. I'm having a blast as well. I-, I think every single day now that I was streaming, I played uh, 10 to 20 different decks mm-hmm. and it hasn't stopped so far. So every single day. And there's still so many... Different decks, and no deck is refined yet. And every top tier deck that we have right now is definitely beatable. Nothing is super yeah. impressive, and it's just I'm having a blast.
0: Yeah, we're definitely gonna be talking about the meta and just what we've seen, just you know, just through the stats I've seen in HS replay and everything. Um, but I agree with you. Like my approach to it all is, I usually just stick to a, like a class or a couple class and really just you know explore it as much as I can. Because if I if I switch too much, then I just I feel like I I don't get a chance to to really, you know, learn much, you know what I mean, or, or or really get a good understanding of it. So I try to just stick with the one class. I've just been playing Druid. Like I, I told you on day 1 that I was playing like the taunt druid or some version of the taunt druid that's not as refined as the one that you see now. Uh, so you know, th- that discovery, I have to say, I wasn't too surprised when it became something too really really good the last few days. Um, but that's, that's been, uh, kind of the class I've been, been focused on. So it's, it's been, it's been good. You know, and the reason I picked Druid by the way is because everybody thought Druid was going to suck, right? Like, you know, in our reviews, everybody's like, uh, oh, you know, it's about time for Druid to be in the basement and it's the complete opposite right now. Uh, so Druid's, you know, is, uh, clearly doghouse proof. It's just not allowed to be in the doghouse. <laughs> Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. I um I played. A, I've just been starting to get into Hunter. So um you know I, I know you've played a little bit too, but haven't haven't really um I'd say found something good, you know, like super good quite yet, you know, in terms of against this meta. But it's been fun. It's definitely been fun, you know, exploring the and just thinking about things. I just sit there in the collection sometimes just, like, <laughs> thinking for, for like 15 minutes as to, you know, what would be good with Shaw, you know, <laughs> like that that sort of thing. Um, but I'm having a blast, yeah. I, I, I think right now with the comparison to TGT, it, it does have a lot of what you're saying. Like, it's, um, you know, Worgen, you know, just the Worgen thing doesn't seem to be too effective right now. I think that the mechanics to like rush and echo um aren't the the type of um mechanics and themes that that are uh, new wind conditions, right? Like like it's not like Angoro, you know, like some people are comparing, you know, trying to compare this and see how it, it is relevant to or relative to Angoro, given that that was the first expansion last year. Angoro is different because it created all these like wind conditions, like these new wind conditions. So this isn't like that. This is more changing, like, fundamental mechanics that were flawed to begin with, you know, like, and Rush is, like, a better charge, right? And Echo is is a better way to, like, um, you know, create this value with, with very little resources. So um, you know, I think because of that, we haven't, you know, we've seen still these strong decks from the previous expansion, uh, like like block and things still doing well. So it'll take some time. I think it'll take, you know, time. It'll take, like, the... The deck builders really just to to really start over, start from a blank canvas, and you know, like people like yourself, you know, like really give everything a shot, and then uh, and then I think we'll we'll see something start emerging after you know a few
1: weeks. I I think um, the feeling that I get from this expansion or this cycle because it's kind of like a group of expansions that we have mm-hmm. uh, is that the meta is not really solvable because I think no matter what kind of decks we build, there will be beatable. -hmm. So I think even like after months into this expansion, we will still see new stuff. I really believe that, and I'm very excited about the upcoming tournaments because that will be crazy. People will play all (laughs) sorts of different stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the pro scene is going to, you know, one thing that I have noticed is that you know just the 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 top legend type of meta is very different uh, right now than what you see in even you know rank 10 up to legend. So, you know, a lot of the things like the meta pulse I posted today and things like that look different than they do at the very top. Um, some similarities too, but there there are definitely some decks that seem to, to pose well. And I don't know if it's because of piloting. You know, like, are these people, you know, is it just because the players are just better with these decks or it's just, you know, the, the meta is a bit more
1: refined up at the top? Um, I think that people can really make the strongest decks or the decks they play the best work in the meta this is Mm. why we see people like do well with control warrior i've seen so many people like reach rank one legend with different warrior lists like not even a baku quest warrior just regular control warrior but then there's like (laughs) q block (laughs) players miracle (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't just fibonacci okay i I think uh, Miti as well oh i've seen other people yeah and it it's so amazing to see it's like you play your deck your control deck it could even be Control Priest, I'm convinced. Yeah. And you just invest time, make it work, and it will be good, I'm pretty sure. Because the power level, overall power level between the classes is lower. We don't have these oppressive archetypes like Rasaku's Priest. And Control Lock mm-hmm. and Kupo got so much weaker without Nuzov and without Mistress of Mixtures. Yeah, so they're the, more Yeah, the heal's been
0: huge. Like, the, I, I've definitely felt the lack of the heal, uh, you know, playing it a little bit recently. But um, but it, so we're going to get into the meta in just a second. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit of news. So, yesterday it was announced that Chalky, you know, just player coach or coach, you know, or most recently coach of Tebow Storm, uh, announced that he was joining Blizzard on the, the balance team. So, uh, you know, another long time player, you know, like started kind of, it started with Reels and obviously Puffin joined after and now, now Chalky. So, uh, I like the old school players, man, like serious old school. Uh, actually, getting um, you know picked up by Blizzard. Uh, so, what's your thoughts on Chucky getting, uh, or at least joining the team? Uh,
1: like, I couldn't choose a better person mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to join the team. He's I like, I really enjoy talking with Chucky. Like, I'm, i was at all sorts of different tournaments with him. I was like in China with him. I remember mm-hmm. sitting at the table with Life coach and him just discussing about like decks and stuff. He's so smart, and he does like he really enjoys thinking about, like, all sorts of crazy things as well. Like, mm-hmm. all sorts of... This is what Blizzard was talking about when they, like, were reviewing, like revealing cards and stuff. They were always saying that they're thinking about, like, um, will certain cards be, like, broken with Maligos and all sorts of interactions. And we've also seen, like, Chuck immediately coming up with some crazy Miracle <laughs> Rogue OTK with Lobaka Cho and oh Azalina. OTK. yeah. And it actually yeah. broke the yeah. game. You bug out before you can finish the combo. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> but only he thinks about stuff like that. Right, right. And I, I I, can't wait to see how much impact he will have. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, like he alone will not have a big impact. You know, he's just one guy and he will not change too much. And I think um, small differences, small changes can have a huge impact. Like if he could have prevented like a few cards of the past, Cuts like, you know, Barnes, maybe like Draconic Operative or, uh, you know, patches in how it was. If he would have said, oh, those cuts will definitely be a little bit too strong before they get, like, released, uh, I think we would have had a way better game yeah. in the past as well. So you don't have to make, like, a an insane difference or, like, an insane thing, impact to have an impact. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I mean, the biggest thing
0: i like about the chalky you know addition is that he's the first guy that's being added to the team that has been a pro player you know like a legitimate pro player has been on the tour you know actually tried to you know has been competing in HCT, and um you know most recently he's been a coach but still he he's been in that you know competitive format so his I think his views on things, even though you know Puff and Reels obviously have that, that kind of pedigree too in the past, you know, we actually have somebody who's experienced the frustrations of some of the cards, you know, that have been released uh, from a, from a balance standpoint. Uh, I, I mean, that's that's definitely great. Chalky, obviously, being a, a very analytical guy too, he's like one of those guys that <laughs> that use the numbers, you know. Like we, there's certain people in our com- uh, you know that are in our community kind of known for that, like Firebat and, and Chalky, and it's great to actually see him get a chance to. Um, you know, uh, just be able to balance the cards. And I feel like all the players, you know, they're. I feel like the dream of all the players to is actually be on the balance team. So, yeah, the way I like to sum up the story is, it's literally memes to dreams right here, like with Chalky, like, because this is the meme master is actually going to be on Blizzard. It's like balance the team. plot twist.
1: The plot twist is that he will make Face Hunter broken again.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Exactly. He's, he's a, for those of you who might not have known the history of Chagi, he's always been a proponent of going face. <laughs> Definitely that style of playing. So, um, you know, right now we've got Rush, so you can't even go face. I mean, we've actually got a <laughs> restriction on going face at this point. <laughs> uh, but congrats to him, man. I mean, it, it, I know he's super happy, and, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to, you know, I don't know, maybe talk to him one of these days. It'd be. Be awesome on the show. I,
1: w- I wonder if Chucky will do that. You know, ask people's opinion. Like because, mm-hmm. especially the NA scene, people are more like you know in little groups of players. Mm-hmm. And Chucky was always like in the group of you know Amnesia, Saint, Mazi, and all those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he when like, I don't know how much is under NDA and how that works, but if he will actually go to people and you know well, ask it's, them, it's good, right? It's like
0: you have a very direct connection to all these pro players. Right. Like I'm, I'm sure that, that played a part in in the hiring Chalky is that he is, you know, closely connected. They respect him. And, um, you know, he, again, like his experience with all of these guys experience too, I think is going to, to bring a, a very good perspective to the, the balance team. Um, so yeah, congrats to him. And uh, I think he starts next week or something like that, or you know, really, really soon. So uh, you know, maybe we'll see some semblance of his um, just effect to the team starting next expansion. Because okay, I know they're working on like, the, fall, the expansion after that right now, right? So um, I think they, they always save a little bit of room to, to make some last-minute adjustments to the, the upcoming expansion. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll see what, what kind of impact he has there. I'm sure he'll he'll let us know if it is something that he he ended up uh, having a, a big role in changing, and then and then we can you either, either g- applaud him or give him crap about it, right?
1: Dude, then we ha- need <laughs> to have him on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That definitely be good. Um, okay, well, anyways, let's jump into some of the meta. So we're almost done with week one of the the Witchwood meta. And um, you know, I I posted a, a pulse today, just was it's kind of our meta pulse, uh, HS replays meta pulse. And you know, what I've been doing with the pulse is I've just been kind of, you know, summing up the class uh rankings and here we'll kind of show those while we're we're doing it. Um so kind of start with the power rankings the classes and then kind of work our way into the archetypes. So uh, what we see right now is Paladin Warlock at the top. Not surprising, right, of course. The actual numbers come down a little bit. It used to be like 57%, you know, 58%, like those kind of numbers. Um, and then it used to only be Paladin and Warlock at the top, and then nothing else above 50. Now we see Druid up above 50 now, too. So I think it's Druid that's been eating away at those, you know, the uh, the percentages from Paladin and Warlock. And now we see basically Druid up in that top tier also. Um Mages moved up a little bit, warriors moved up a little bit since the last time I did this pulse which was like uh 2 3 days ago. And then hunters like fallen down. Like the the days of, you know, the odd hunter and just those initial days where hunter was seen success are pretty much long gone. As well as the shutterwalk. You, you know, as we well, have shutterwalk here on the show, but you know, we it doesn't mean he's any good. So so we have shaman at the very bottom here. So Gara, anything uh surprising here for you?
1: Um I mean the biggest deal that I see here is definitely how close these percentages are. I mm-hmm. think this is what yeah. makes this expansion feel so great. If you compare Hunter to Paladin, that's mm-hmm. only 8%, if you think about it. That's not such a huge deal. Yes, it is, but then again, it isn't. And I'm pretty sure you can still make good Hunter decks yeah. uh, that can compete. They can still beat Warlocks and Paladins mm-hmm. and like these top classes. And, yeah, I mean, Shaman is not a big surprise to me. Uh, From what I've seen on Reddit, uh, everyone thinks that Shaman is like the most broken deck in the game and it has to be nerfed. And how can Blizzard make this work and allow this and 10,000 upvotes and and whatnot. And I mean, as it turns out, it's not such a good deck. I think the problem was like, you know, that um, this guy's Toast actually climbed to Legend with a very high win rate with Shadow Shaman. And he called the deck 100% win rate. And he actually had a very high win rate. So there was like this huge hate, but it's mainly towards the mechanic of Shadow Shock, honestly. Uh, I don't know if you can fix that at all. Um, it just takes forever, basically. The way how you interact with Shadow Shock now is you close the game client and then you relock, and then the, basically the animation stops and you get the win or the loss. Uh, but yeah, not too surprising. Again, these percentages are so close together. Yeah, you know? they are. As you can see, Roken Mage, it's like 0.1%. So
0: basically, well, look at the warrior and priest like four to seven is literally 0.6%. I mean, these are all basically the same four, five, six, and seven are basically all the same. Or so like top three, if
1: yeah. you compare them, it's like one percent difference. It's it can change tomorrow, basically.
0: Yeah. And this is in flux. I mean, this is like what it looks like today, like literally. Um, about two hours, ago, well, maybe about three hours ago. You know, like that, that's kind of when I, I ran the numbers and you know changed all these things and, and, and posted the the article. So um, yeah, these things are in flux. I mean, you know, Mage is up. The arrows are based on just what from my previous pulse, so it's not really indicative of what's trending up right now. I think what's trending up right now. I think I think Rogue is trending up a little bit right now, um, just because of some of the things that you know we've seen with Druid and, and just Rogue does well against like you know block and in some of the Druid decks, so uh, we'll talk about the decks specifically in a second. But that was kind of interesting to see the power rankings right now. I don't, it's going to be a long time before Shaman gets out of the gutter. Like, there's literally no good decks for Shaman right now. Like, it's kind of
1: like what I uh, it hasn't showed uh, was up. At all.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Shaman
1: is very hit or miss. It's not even
0: hit or miss. It's just miss right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, there's no, nothing going like, on right now.
1: If shadows, if the deck was actually good then it would be like oppressive, but it turned out to be really right. bad. And Shaman, I mean, like,
0: else. that's kind of like how I was thinking of it. Like I, I'm surprised they made that card because it's either <laughs> going to be oppressive or it's going to be terrible. And, and, and it's okay if it's terrible, if it's like a meme type of card. But I feel like the class didn't really get much else. You know, like it, it was yeah. all writing on that card. Uh, and hopefully we come up with some stuff. You know, I, I, I don't think it's, I'm not giving up hope completely on Shaman, but this first week, like nobody's come up with anything that's consistent yet, clearly with a 41.9% win rate right now. Um, let's go to take a look at popularity here. So because I have a, a chart that actually shows the popularity too. So this kind of tells you uh, in the in the past polls, you know, in the past um, reports I did here, um, we saw like a difference between the win rates and in the popularity. You would just think that all the popular, cl- you know, all the classes that win a lot are going to be the most popular, right? But that wasn't the case in the first week. The first week we had Shaman like number one and two, you know, and Paladin was way down there. Paladin was like number seven in the first two days. And then now obviously, you know, people clearly like to win. So they they obviously started playing Paladin and it kind of zoomed up there. Um, but now, you know, you kind of see Rogue here. Rogue is obviously getting more popular, too. And so I, I think that that might reflect a little bit more on the win rates, um, you know, next time we do this run. But you see Shaman. Shaman's dropped completely off now. Like, it's, it's near the bottom now. Uh, and then Hunter's starting to lose some steam, too. But it's a little bit slower. People are still playing Hunter, though. Um, it's just, you know, it's just slowly going down, like, you know, a few points uh, of percentages each time. Um, any surprises here that- for you?
1: yeah it's definitely crazy to see that people still play more shaman than warrior because i feel like warrior is significantly better than uh shaman yeah, it is, is. like yeah. way more good like types but still, people still like to play that shadow short
0: it is but look at the winner the win rates you know i guess the win rate warrior is like a lot better you're right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah people just don't like but war the- i mean i think it's mostly because the warrior there's nothing that new in the warrior you know like it's it's either just minion tempo with the rush thing, or, you know, it's, it's it's all a lot of the same, right? Yeah, even with the new cards, it's just the same kind of play style. I, I think that's probably the reason why a lot of people haven't I, dove into Warrior yet.
1: Sort of, I don't feel like that's any of the big streamers are playing Warrior. A lot, I've seen mm-hmm. so many play Druids, actually. Spiteful Druid and the new Cube Druid seem to be the most popular stream decks. because they're good, <laughs> that's yeah. Why
0: streamers generally like to win on stream too except for a few um but yeah
1: so these are I'm a bit surprised by priest actually yeah i'm, I'm facing lower few high Pri- oh no okay. i think it's too high actually hmm. um i i don't know i feel like warrior is even stronger than priest right now i haven't found a good priest deck yet yeah i'm pretty sure spiteful priest is not bad but more people are playing spiteful druid but yeah, that, that is definitely surprising.
0: Yeah, keep into account that uh, all these stats are coming from ranks 10 up to Legend. So it's it's, it's a pretty wide range here. But uh, you know, just generally wanted to give you guys just some kind of scope on, on how everything looks here. Uh, top 5 decks. So um, actually, I have a better view of this. Let me just bring this up. Um, so top 5 decks that we're seeing right now and what I did with this, this isn't like just the top 5 decks period, because the top 5 decks period would be like 4 even paladins right now so I, I kind of grouped them you know, into like, uh, you know, just re- one representative deck in the, the top uh, decks, you know, one representative for each archetype that are in the top decks here so we've got even paladins starting things off um, we've seen the odd paladin, you know, it's clearly not on this list, so odd paladins dropped off a, a little bit, it used to be even and odd like right next to each other uh, why is that, Gar? Like, why are we seeing, you know, th- what was considered the strongest deck in the first few days just completely gone now?
1: I think the two strongest cards Paladin has are Call to Arms and Sun Tarim. Mm-hmm. and it really shocked me that Odd Paladin was even that popular because he doesn't play those two cards. Mm-hmm. And this, for me, it's no surprise that all the even Paladin decks are performing so well, just because all of them play Call to Arms different versions yeah. different minions of code terms but yeah sunkeeper Tarium is such a powerful card it's it's insane and i i think the silver sword like the yeah is such an it's, underrated weapon yep it's ridiculously powerful it's like you will always get very it's like a insane win condition and yeah I, i'm not so it's much harder to play against this deck or like outvalue this deck or just you know, destroy this deck against the Odd Paladin, you know, you clear it twice, you know what to expect, like, there's a lot of really weak cards in that deck. And this deck, if you look at the list, it just plays powerful cards. So, yeah, I'm really not surprised.
0: Yeah, and in this deck, you know, it it, even though it, it seems like, you know, the hero power isn't quite as strong, it, it fills its mana gaps like really, really well too, you know. And it, it, you know, there's a little bit of early pressure in this deck too, so it it accomplishes or it's more more well rounded, you know, than the odd paladin. And I think right now you're seeing all these taunts appearing, and um, you know, people able to actually you know rip away tempo from the odd paladin, you know, with with, with the, these newer decks. And that's why you see like these druids actually starting to to, um, you know, become successful or be able to, you know, really swing the meta is because of that. It's the odd paladin that's taking the hit. That's why paladins come down a little bit. The even paladin's still crushing right now, so it's doing just fine. Uh, We got Spiteful Druid next, which has been sitting at the top for probably the last four days, too. Um, This deck is, you know, uh, there hasn't been, I don't know, too many modifications. This version has a few little interesting things in it, but um, I think the biggest thing probably is the fungals have been added, you know, just to establish... uh, you know whatever kind of lead it has, you know, going into the fungal turn. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, anything stick out here with spiteful or, or any this this new rendition of it?
1: Um, I expect the win rate to drop from this deck when once people you know get more comfortable with the list. I feel like a lot of people are getting blown out by MC Tech. Like when I firstly played against it, I also got blown out by MC Tech. That basically everyone runs double MC Tech in that list, which is definitely new. And mm-hmm. it's just extremely powerful. Also, the Lira is a little bit new. You have a little bit more reach with this deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just overall a very powerful deck, but I think once you learn to play against it, the deck doesn't have much more than the Spiteful power turn and the maybe like the, the yeah. Grand Archivist. Those are definitely the two power turns. And if you look at the list, besides those two very powerful turns, the deck just plays like, you know, a bunch of small minions which you can easily deal with with most decks. And, you know, once once you play around MC Tech and you are prepared for those big turns of this, the Spiteful Druid, I think uh, the win rate of the deck will drop. But, you know, it's yeah. now just, you know, a safe play on leather for sure. Yeah, there, there's definitely different versions
0: of this. This one... Probably is a little bit more of a tweaked version because you know there's there's Flappy Bird in this, which is a flex spot, and and um, even some people don't even play Lich King. I mean, there's there's a, a few things that have been modified in this one, you know, for probably specific matches. But the, you know, again, I just took the one that was the highest win rate, uh, just to kind of show you something a little bit different here. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the spiteful play is obviously the biggest thing. It, it just relies on chips, chips, and then all of a sudden the the big big play at spiteful and then hopefully they can kind of finish out after that um the grand archivist turn you know it's been hit or miss for me like it, i guess it's probably true in the priests too but um for me it's you know it's, it's it's basically a card generator right that's kind of what you're using it for but i you know i kind of wish i had another threat you know some kind of value <laughs> yeah. threat you know to finish games with so um yeah, but anyways, yeah, this is the this is the one that that's kind of winning winning uh, uh you know the most right now. There's some other ones that are like fifty eight and fifty seven percent. Quest Rogue is the next thing that we have to see here, and um, I think we've seen the rise of this because it does well against q Block and especially at the top like the top of Legend, and then um, this this deck does well against the Taunt Drew, which we're about to talk about too. Um, it has a crazy win percentage against the top druid. It's like super high if you look at the archetype matchups. Um, but yeah, do anything stand out in this rogue deck? I think there's like maybe one new card here, which is uh, the. Is it the Vish? Where is it? Uh, it's got the, 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 the vicious vicious. scale hide. Vicious Sail Hide. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is nice. That Vicious scale Hide uh, is lifesteal. So it, it's Rush and it's lifesteal. So it lets you actually heal immediately and, and actually remove something a lot of times immediately and, and maybe even get for two for one for that guy.
1: Uh, I mean, I expected this archetype to die out maybe because I was hoping for it to die out. Like, I really hate playing against this deck in general uh, because <laughs> it lost so much. It lost the Ferryman. It lost the Coldlight Oracle. Yep. The quest was nerfed, you know. We lost patches, all mm-hmm. the charges. You feel like this deck lost so much, that it's still playable is it's actually kind of unbelievable. Um, yeah, but someone made it work. I forgot who it was, but um, they're utilizing the Vicious Scale Height as a stabilizer, and it works really well. Like, even against aggressive decks, usually you're finish you you're able to finish the quest, you're down to, like, you know, 5 HP, and then you get these 5-5 five, five chargers, and you can bounce them back, and you, like, squ- stabilize so quickly it's it really goes instantly then you suddenly lost the game so mm-hmm. the deck seems still very viable very powerful and yeah I, okay. I don't like to play against this deck at all
0: yeah i mean i don't think there's a lot of people that. i mean it feels kind of a like single player like type of uh deck this is the type of deck that's going to be played a lot a lot in, you'll see it a bunch in, in events you know on ladder i think you'll be inconsistent so you'll see it in moments in, in the meta and then it'll disappear. And then You'll see it again because it's easy to counter this deck, and that, that's why I don't yeah. have a problem with this deck. Just yeah, because, I, I agree, you know,
1: I agree. Yeah. Because I think the power level of this deck is mm-hmm. fine right now, it doesn't feel that oppressive, especially without cold light oracles. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Sonya and Zola they, they kind of make up for some of the, the bounce that that uh we lost, you know, with the last uh, retiring or the uh reset. So, um, this card, you know, I, I feel like this deck is still. It still feels like the same power level it used to be, you know, whenever it was viable. And uh, it's kind of good. It just, like, literally popped up in the middle all of a sudden, and it's just like, yeah! (laughs) You know, like, the last two days, two and a half days, it just suddenly appears. And it's like 59.7 win rate. It's, like, crazy. Um, And that is because it has, like, a 70, 75% win rate against the Taunt Druid, which has become, like, the hot deck, I think, uh, in the last... Probably two days, three days now. Um, and I think in the very beginning of it, we literally saw people posting like amazing win percentages, like 80% win percentages, crazy things like that. And now it's, you know, I think people are starting to react to it. So you're seeing it come down a little bit, but it's still, you know, it's at still like almost 59% here. So it's still really good. And, um, yeah, this deck, you know, has all the attributes of what I would classify as a very powerful deck. The, you know, it's got the value for days at the end of the deck, if you want, it's got taunt to help with, you know, protecting against uh, aggro and, and it's got the mana cheat, (laughs) you know, like these are all Q block like qualities and, you know, the, of course, there's cube involved in this one, too. So this is cube taunt druid instead, which is kind of funny now that we, we mention it. But, um, but Gar, did this catch you by surprise, this
1: deck? Uh, not a, not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually playing this before the expansion, but nobody played when it was yeah. hipster. Yeah. And because Hadronox felt too slow without naturalize. So that combination mm-hmm. is kind of like existing for a while now, I would say, just that nobody played because we played different decks. Um. I'm actually I'm kind of surprised that so many people are playing this deck. Uh but I think again this deck seems fine how it is because you can definitely counter it, there's different ways of countering it. It's like called Skulking, Skulking Geist. Geist. <laughs> it's like a one card sk- sc- counter, yeah. He's super strong against it yeah. but also like what what is super cool is to see that a lot of people are taking Tinkmast in their control decks just because you get a beast. Uh Oh, oh like you what? Do, And when a beast dies, then it's 50-50 if you get Nox back. And that's a huge deal if you don't resurrect Hydronox. It's a game-winning. And it's really a legit... Like, you can take out the Lich King, let's say. It doesn't matter if you get Devil's or the Chicken. Both are beasts. So you took out the biggest taunt, and it's only 50-50 if you get the Nox back. And then you have the Skalking Geist as well, right? Yeah. And... And this deck, as you said, it you can counter it with Quest Stroke. There's all sorts of different decks. But this deck also is a lot of fun to play yourself.
0: Oh, you it's know? super fun. Like I would hi- I think we're gonna do this one actually for uh, deck of the week this week because it's it's incredibly fun. And I mean this is like one of the first decks I started with. Like I, I definitely started with the more of the grinder version of this deck and kind of worked my way up to this. And I, I kind of discovered most of this deck by myself. Like I didn't I didn't really look at what everybody else is doing just because I wanted to kind of be in my own little laboratory, you know, trying to figure it out. Uh, so it was actually really cool to see that other, you know, people like RDU and, and other folks were, were um, you know, kind of like doing the same thing, but obviously a little bit more refined than my version. Uh, but for those of you listening and those of you wondering, like listening and can't see the decks and stuff, I'll, I'll provide all the links like in the, the, um, the descriptions and the, the notes for the, the, uh, the show this week. But um, you know, the big place for this is like, Gar was talking about, uh, naturalized with Hadronox... Um, it's, like, the only way to really trigger Hydronox, like, immediately. Otherwise, you know, it can get polyed or hexed or things like that. And that's why people are playing Geist. It's just to kill Naturalize, force you to actually have it on the board and then risk losing it, you know, and that sort of thing. It's fine if it gets Silenced, to be honest. Like, it doesn't even matter if it gets Silenced because you can actually Carnivorous Cube it because that's what it runs that in this deck, too. So, um, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll see things like the Witching Hour, which brings back a beast, will bring back Hydronox because it's a beast, and then you can just do whatever you want with that. You can cube it. You can, I mean, you can do all kinds of silly things with it. So, um, you know, again, the plays are amazing. I mean, they're, you can get like four Hydronox. Right? Hydronoxes or Hydronox. I don't even know what the plural of Hydronox is, but uh, you can get that much, uh, you know, uh, value from it. So you're talking about four. Um, board refills with taunts, you know, and these taunts are like three sixes and three fives and eight eights, four eights, so <laughs> pretty strong uh, in terms of uh, refilling the board. So yeah, I mean, it got popular because it's it's pretty versatile. It, it does well against different types of decks, you know, it doesn't struggle too hard against any deck to me, except for you know mage. I think right now mage is doing really well because of the polymorph and, um, uh, and just people running Geist and that sort of thing. All right, tempo rogue. Okay, this one surprised me. I, I didn't actually think that Temple Rogue had any great matchups right now. But um, apparently it does have some good matchups that are... And the matchups happen to be really popular decks, you know, archetypes right now. So, um, yeah, anything about the Temple Rogue? I mean, there's nothing too surprising here. Hench Clan Thug has is a new card that's turned out to be everything that we, we expected from it. Super strong, you know, crazy strong at times. It's like out of control if, at times. But anything else surprise you here?
1: It's like maybe that you play the Fungal mancer instead of Scalebane because you played Scalebane in the deck. Um, but the main reason for it was to counter, like, Dragon Fire Potion, and that doesn't exist anymore. That is, like, a really big difference, I, I would say. But besides that, the deck feels like the old Kalluseth Rogue with Agent Squire instead of Patches and Swash Burglars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. It doesn't really surprise me to come in, uh, to see it back because nobody plays Golaka Crawlers. You don't play Pirates. You don't really get countered. Like the main yeah. way how this deck was countered was Golaka Crawler, and it was good versus other aggressive decks. And this really shows. This is not even like the most popular aggro deck, and this is performing very well. Mm-hmm. Like rank one on Asia right now is again Miracle Rogue, which is also very crazy. And then you see Quest Rogue. and then you see Test Temper Rogue. and then you see like this odd. Rogue that most Pick people pocket. are playing,
0: yep, <laughs> or odd rogue, too. It, yep, odd, yeah,
1: lots of rogues right now, yeah, yeah, and and then again, a uh, callus of rogue, it's just the decks are all over the place, and I'm pretty sure tomorrow there will be mm. 10 new decks as well, it's it's crazy,
0: yeah, I can tell you for a fact, just looking at the stats, like when I just pulled up like the top 100 decks, I mean, there's there is a lot right now that are that are performing really well. You just only hear about the really popular ones or the ones the streamers are playing, but there's a lot going on, and that's kind of why it's exciting. You know, there, there's a, you know Tempo Rogue back in the the old meta was like super strong, right? Obviously, really great against the priest, or at least that matchup was always exciting to watch. Um, but there was like nothing else on that kind of level tempo wise, right? Now we actually see other decks that are on that same level of tempo, so it's just really about. Just the the how the certain cards actually match up against certain you know our archetypes or certain classes. So I, I think that's what's kind of interesting about it. And, and over time, we'll we'll see which tempo decks ends up you know being better. Like is Paladin better than Tempo Rogue? You know, like kind of comparing the speeds of it at, at different stages of the game. You know, it's it's really really interesting. Um, but yeah, so Tempo Rogue rounds out the top five, and um, you know I, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, in, in terms of what we saw here, I've got the um, archetype popularities here too, but you can, you can go to, um, here, I, I'll link this, I'll link the uh, uh, HS Replay, oops, uh, meta page for you guys to look at so you can get a, a, a you know, better look at all the the archetypes and how they kind of round up. Um, but right now, you know, I feel like we're seeing, you know, a, a true settled meta that's been responded to, you know, which was the... The paladin, warlock, you know the, the odd even paladin and the cube the uh, block, really establishing that first meta. And now we've seen the response to that, and then now we're seeing the beginnings of the next response, you know, to what we we've seen. So it's good. It's definitely great. It's only a week's time. Like, we're starting to see this happen. So um, you know, hopefully we can continue this for another several weeks. At least get a month out of this. You know, where it's still like
1: at least. I'm, really... I'm pretty sure this will be ongoing, good, and, and it will good. be. It's it's it actually it's going to start to become crazy with the first tournaments because mm-hmm. the tournament after the next tournament will be a response to the first tournament and this will really shake everything up i'm uh, i'm pretty convinced
0: yeah yeah so that's definitely going to be good so yeah links uh, both both those links in the the chat there for you guys to check out oh one thing i wanted to mention is that uh, you know obviously we're we're part of HS replay and one of the cool things that um is on hsreplay.net is that you know you can be a premium subscriber and you can unlock literally everything on the site. So we wanted to do things. Uh, we actually we should have done this like a, a little bit ago. It's just I didn't really think about it until now, so I apologize for that. But we uh, we wanted to do some giveaways with uh, one month free premiums. So um, the way you are going to enter that guys is go to uh, or just follow Valuetown GG and uh, hsreplay.net and all the folks that that either follow it or um or follow it for the first time or um, I guess folks that are already following it. how do we I didn't think about that how are the folks that are already following enter this okay at least follow the two right here and then um, we'll uh, may, maybe shoot us a message like maybe give us a, a question or something like that for the show next week and then we'll' um, uh, enter you into the the giveaway, which we'll we'll select in the next day or so. I, we'll let some of the listeners uh, get a chance to enter it into the the giveaway too. And then I'll select uh, three people to to win one month uh, free premiums so you guys can check it out. Um, also, one other thing too is that we're we're giving away sixty packs, just free packs. Uh, super easy to enter that. Just type uh, exclamation giveaway right now in the chat and you'll you'll see the link to that. Again, I'll put this in the description. you'll get the link. Uh, to this you, there's like various ways to enter and um, yeah we'll, we'll, the winner will get 60 free um, the witchwood packs uh, but we, we'll, we'll alter it depending on what you want but for right now we're, we're advertising it as the witchwood packs so yeah I want to give some stuff away to you guys so definitely make sure you guys uh, you know uh, participate in that and let us know um, yeah any, any other ideas you think would be really really cool Okay, so let's talk about um, some of the cool decks. Maybe we've seen, you know. So we talked about meta, seen some of the shifts, but uh, you know, what are some cool decks, Gar, that you've been able to play and uh, try out this week? I think I've the, got uh, dragon Paladin first. So why don't we talk about
1: that first? All right, dragon yeah. paladin. First, yeah. it started off as a meme. I I <laughs> tried to write down every possible paladin archetype of the new expansion, and one of them was dragonadin. And I started off it, with, con- <laughs> with control agro, uh, yeah, control dragon paladin, wow. and it was performing really well for me. I had 75% win rate with it mm-hmm. when I stopped playing. And someone linked me, this was like a request of my stream today. It mm-hmm. was aggro dragon paladin, and oh boy, it was even performing better than dragon <laughs> control paladin. So, oh my God. like, two complete ra- random archetypes, and they're both performing really well. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, the main reason for that is just, um, yeah, people don't know with the very unfamiliar with the list. Obviously, when you face a paladin now, you expect odd paladin or even paladin, and then suddenly it's not. It's neither of them, and it's still an aggro paladin, and then you really don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And this cathedral gargoyle is just performing so strongly. It's the strongest two top yeah. in the game. So if you can Cathedral make it
0: neutral is okay. Let me pull it up here. It is, for those you don't remember, it's a two mana, two, two Battlecry, If you're holding a dragon, gain taunt and divine shield. So it's like you know, shielded mini bot at two,
1: <laughs> which is crazy and, good. Yes, yeah, and I've, yeah, I faced uh, a cube block that had to attack it uh, twice like the Righteous Protector and then the Cathedral Gargoyle. Wow. Yeah. It's like so sticky. It's like so annoying to get past it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so powerful. It gets even more powerful if you play it in Curve, right? If you have a one drop and then you play this and then you go call to arms and it's, it's, it really like spirals out of control. Uh, it's just very cool. And wh- I think what is a little bit underlooked is that you can, pl- can play an aggressive um, dragon team deck with the Nightmare Am- Amalgam. I'm a huge fan of that card. I've seen so many different decks. Um, I think recently, I believe it was yesterday, I saw Adieu playing Murloc, Beast, Hunter, and he said it was his best-performing deck because it's actually so crazy because what? you can play the Murloc Curve, you wow. can play the uh, Nightmare Amalgam on free and still Houndmaster it. Because What's, it as what's a... the Murloc Curve at neutral? <laughs> like... You play Tidecaller into Rockpool Hunter, and then you can play Nightmare Amalgam and you okay. can play Wallidar as well, but then you can okay. Houndmaster the Amalgam because it counts as a Murloc and as a Beast. It's incredibly powerful.
0: Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the Houndmaster on the the Amalgam is good. I I yeah. I thought Amalgam was going to be great. Like when when we um um were reviewing it, I it's just one of those things where it's like once it crosses the threshold of people playing, you know, the the hate card, then it's in trouble, right? Because it immediately gets like destroyed by any hate card. So as long as it's like you know, under the radar, Amalgam is amazing. <laughs> like it's it's an enabler for everything, right? And the fact that it's a three four doesn't even that never makes it bad. It's always yeah. solid at worst.
1: And since it's such a like a niche deck, mm-hmm. very few people play hate cards. Yeah. You barely see any go- I've not faced any Golaka Crawlers nope, I just either. because people don't play any pirates and do you wanna hate on Murlocs? Because Murloc Paladin again is also not a real archetype right now. Yeah, some so-
0: people are playing it actually. I think it's yeah. gaining a little momentum right now.
1: But nobody runs... It's not worth to run Hungry crap for a no, no, not right now. It's not, yeah. So, you're going to most so, of the time. <laughs> yeah, you can get away with playing this card, Nightmare Amalgam. It's very mm. strong. So, like, usually what you're aiming for is six or seven dragons. And with Scale Banes and Amalgam, you have already four. And if you play Fairy Dragon, you already have six dragons and you play, like, very decent, static, aggressive... Dragons, and it's like amazing. You can basically play this in any deck because those are neutral cards, and it's it's very cool how many different versions of Agropadin you can play. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 amazing, it's very cool.
0: So, the life you stegadon, does it is it that good in this deck? I feel like there's not enough consistency to that. Like, I, I, I would figure you would probably want to, oh, know. you
1: definitely want me games really okay. because okay. you, yeah, because you just. Uh, yeah, if you go with Lost in the Jungle into Hero Power, and then you go like either Call to Arms and then Lights stagodon, and if you go plus free attack, that's so much pressure that just kills your opponent if it's a slower deck. I think uh, you can definitely replace it and play like a spell. Well, I guess he's right got it's Vine kind of, like, Cleaver
0: too. Yeah, I guess Vine Cleaver can like after you equip Vine Cleaver, it can be super good too.
1: Also, sometimes you get the the dudes from the unidentified mall, so you have like more tokens. Mm, yep. Yeah. Like it's
0: it's just endless. <laughs> Endless value for Paladin. Can, it's crazy, Yeah, you man. can it's... definitely
1: play around. and I, I feel like most lists are not refined yet, even the strongest list. I wouldn't yeah. even say torn through it. Like, you saw... Just recently, people went away from Ultimate Infestation. Yeah, I, I, think I yesterday dropped people one. Were, I dropped one. Yeah, yes, yeah. yesterday, people were playing, like, one Ultimate Infestation, mm-hmm. and today, people are dropping so tomorrow the list will be more refined for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) right now it's just like how can we figure out how to kill hydronox other than naturalized i think that's probably the next the next uh solution to i've been trying like alchemists and all kinds of things but um but yeah kind of getting back to this yeah this this looks pretty cool i mean it There's a lot of things going on in this deck, so that's that's probably you know could I can just generally sense that there probably you could be some refinement, but you know all of these things that are in the deck are strong. So even Crystal Lion, Crystal Lion, I feel like every time that that card comes down, it's always in a terrible spot for me. I'm just like, oh god. You know, like back in the Silver Pan Paladin days, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, it comes down after they've played a bunch of small things, and you know, it's generally not that not too bad to, to handle. Now it comes down when you you know, like a Cobalt Scalebane's already down, you know, or something's already, and it's just like, oh man, this is this is pretty pretty tough to deal with. So um, yeah, I feel like Crystal Lion's gotten better in, in this uh, expansion too. Um, but overall, yeah, this is definitely a really neat deck. Uh, you played some other ones too, like. Haven't you tried Hunter or something crazy like that? Yes. Oh, whoops. My bad. I, I uh uh let, where is it? Okay, let me pull up the Hunter. Uh let's see which one I have. <laughs> You've got some some great some pretty cool ones. Uh I think the one with you, you were talking about with um hold on, let me grab it. With the the dire frenzy, right? Wasn't that that uh, a pretty no. good one? Yeah, let me
1: craziest one was even hunter and i was like shocked that that could even be a deck that you can build Mm -hmm. uh mostly i'm actually thinking okay this deck has to be bad and then i'm playing it and i'm like oh it's not so bad (laughs) and it was very similar with a deck like this (laughs) yeah i'm like there's no way in hell this deck can work and then you play it and then you see like all the synergies come together and then you're like ah and then (laughs)
0: oh <laughs> ah, yeah let's see that's what's cool it's like you find a lead and you just kind of go down that lead you know what i mean and, and experiment with it that's how that's what i love about like this time right now is that you know you, you and then you end up with this deck that looks really ugly to a lot of other people but you know there was actually logic behind it you know <laughs> so yeah it's really cool that way but yeah this dire frenzy deck that we're looking at right now um, it's not quite an even deck, but you know, there's actually quite a few three drops because the three drops are so powerful for, for Hunter. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the big plays here. You know, it's got the traps, it's got, um, uh, let's, let's see the Spellstone, obviously, because of the traps, it's got Katrina, and I think you got Witchwood Grizzly in there because of it. It's got Dire Frenzy, of course, like I mentioned, um, you know, and just your standard things like Bow and Deadly Shot and Kill, Kill Command and, and Rexar. So, um, yeah, talk about some of the big plays with this deck.
1: Okay, one of the cool things is that um, against aggressive decks, I th- I would say lesser spellstone is still one of the best win conditions yeah. you can have in the game. Yeah. And the traps you set up are also good versus aggro. You go ex- uh, wandering monster and you go explosive trap, which are both very good versus most of the aggressive decks. And then if you coin out a spellstone, that's usually enough to just beat most of the aggressive decks. So mm. you have that going for you and the spellstone is not even bad versus a lot of the control decks. It's especially good against the even paladins, but also against aggressive paladins. And paladin, as you saw earlier in the stats, is one of the most popular decks right now. Mm. Also, it's very powerful against druids. You know, it's good versus powerful druid. It's good versus, because they can't really remove it. So you have your very powerful anti-aggro win condition, but against control, Rexa beats actually most control decks. Like, it single-handedly destroys every control warrior. R- Rexa is so much more powerful In this expansion than before, with all the beasts rotated
0: out, amazing. The keywords for the new, you know, beasts make Rexar super good. Like you put Lifesteal and rush and and poisonous, and you're you're putting at least two extremely good keywords together every time you hear a power. So you you know whatever you get is going to either heal you or kill just whatever's in front of you. So it's yeah, I agree, man. I think Rexar got a huge boost actually from the the beasts that they included.
1: And also his hero power is pretty good versus token paladin, you know. It's like, it's it's just a good, very powerful card, right? Yeah. And so you have that going, which which can single handedly win you the game. And uh, if you don't have that, you can just go for the Katarina. And Katarina is like, uh, the best a drop in the game. It's stronger than Tyrion. It's it's crazy how powerful. Stronger
0: Katarina than Tyrion? Wait. Yes, <laughs> for Dude. sure.
1: Holy no, just look smokes. at the value. I mean, if you build pill- Dude, you—if you pull a main, which is the strongest six-drop yeah, in the game, yeah, I—and then you. definitely pull another main, and you have a six-six body. Yes. that is definitely stronger than Ethereum. Like, it, yeah. it's not even close. There's only good it's pulls, there.
0: yeah, because you've built this it's, deck, so there's only two Grizzlies and there's two Hymans.
1: Yeah. So, they—but it gets yeah. really crazy when you start buffing something with the Dire Frenzy, and then you pull those minions with the Katarina that you buffed <laughs> with the Frenzy. Yeah, especially if it's the Witchwood Grizzly. Yeah, that's that's definitely cool. So the Witchwood Piper, I
0: forget. That's not a beast, obviously, right? So the Witchwood no, no. Piper would pull um, uh, a grizzly against aggressive decks. A grizzly, okay. Because it pulls. What does it pull again? Like I'm trying to remember. The At text. the lowest Let's cost minion. Lowest cost. Oh, lowest cost minion. Okay, so you could pull another piper, potentially, right? Yes. Yeah. So so I guess that's a that's a chance. So I guess you want to draw both before you you really utilize that um, to the utmost uh, extent. Uh, okay well i'm excited yeah i'm gonna i definitely want to give this a try because dire frenzy man ends up you end up like having a buffed version of those big cards in your deck and so yeah, when it comes down cool. like what is that that would be like a six fifteen or something like that for the uh the grizzly yeah That'd be crazy now. two times yeah two times right holy yeah, smokes. It's, yeah so. it's super super
1: strong all
0: right i gotta it's try so that fun. for sure
1: yeah. Or you buff your Misha. Oftentimes you, you want to go curve, you go oh, animal okay. companion, yeah. then you go Diaphrenzy and when that dies. like buff, uh, Getting like seven, uh, seven, five huffers out of the deck is also not too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us something we don't know, man. <laughs> that sounds great, <laughs> actually. Okay. Well, this is a Hunter deck. I mean, I, I was staring at Hunter for a while, man, last night. Like I had a Houndmaster shot up and it was just like, oh man, racking my brain to, to try to figure something out that was good with that. But um, this is this is definitely a cool approach. And I was telling you earlier, right? Like before the show that I feel like if you're trying to build a deck and you're trying to build a viable deck, it has to start with some kind of huge play. Like you have to yeah. find a combination of cards that makes a giant play, not just like OTK stuff, like just some kind of huge swing turn. And then I think you build around that, you know, then that, that's like a very good good uh, processes to to try to come up with something good so um, you know clearly this one is the Katrina, you know and then you build around Katrina with the you know witchwood grizzly and savannah and then you continue from there and that's where you get like witchwood piper right and and then the dire frenzy so pretty cool yeah the way hunters shaping up being very spell heavy um is actually freeing up quite a bit for from a deck building standpoint or, or creating variety um, that I didn't foresee that, that was eventually going to happen. So definitely a good job um, you know, by the team in terms of doing that. Yeah, those of you joining in, tuning in late, Dr. J isn't here right now, so we, we're, uh, we've we're we got Shutterwalk in his place, which I uh, hope you guys enjoy, <laughs> of course. All right, um, was there one other deck that you wanted to show? I forget. Uh, it's not the dragon. Wasn't there a, a warrior of some sort that you wanted to... Um, uh, or or maybe not. Maybe, maybe that was like Doctor J. Doctor Doctor J has some kind of guns fire warrior, which I, I mean I really wanted to see, but unfortunately he's not here right now. Um, I think Ty's played it on stream. Oh, did he? Like, yeah. So why don't we talk about our most under um overrated and underrated cards? How about that? Okay, so overrated cards. Um, you have the most obvious one, <laughs> which is which is Shatterwalk. I mean, um,
1: yeah. So, uh, so basically for the past seven days on Reddit, almost every for, uh, up, most upvoted comment was, how can Blizzard possibly allow this card being printed? And <laughs> the main reason for that was this guy's toast, like yeah. the very first or second day of the uh, very first day. It was the first hours of, of the expansion. expansion. Yeah, the expansion. Yeah. He reached Legend with like 90% win rate with Shadowshock Shaman, and he b- abused a very nasty mechanic. He made his opponents uh, rope their turns. So basically, he didn't go for an OTK. He just played so many different Battle Cry minions that the point, like he played Mad Bomber or a bomb, <laughs> uh, the, the, the the two drop bomber. So basically, just so so the opponent drops out, and then everyone was like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is broken!" And he called it the 100% win rate deck. And then yeah,
0: yeah, like, and I'm glad like you do not Matt, not know what he's talking about. It, there's it's possible in the game that if you create like animations that are just you know, sequenced and and queued up that um, uh, you can have your, your opponent not even be able to take their turn. Because the when you end your turn, the, um, the counter for your opponent's turn starts at that time, which I've never understood why that, that, that is. But for whatever reason, it starts at that turn. So if your animations take 90 seconds, then your opponent doesn't even get to go. And that's kind of what happened. That's obviously one of the huge complaints against Shatterwalk is that the animations are just way too long. And um, you know they're supposedly going to be speaking about Shutterwalk very very soon here, and I have a feeling it has to do more with the animations, you know, and just the time it takes. Um, so, oh, actually, I think Doctor J might be around. We can see if we can get him in here. Um, wait, oh no, oh actually, he's having car issues. Oh darn. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to uh, connect with Doctor J again sometime. But um, but yeah, so the animations, I think, is probably going to be the thing that they speak about. I don't think the card itself, I mean, it's bad. You know, like, there's nothing... I mean, unless they're going to make it better. <laughs> like, I guess there's a chance they're going to make it better. <laughs> but, I don't think so. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're probably going to address the animation and just leave it as kind of a like, a bad meme card. By the card.
1: way, yeah. I want to go away from... I don't think the card is already... The card is super powerful. Yeah. It's insanely powerful. <laughs> I mean, it wins you the game. Uh, It's, a, it's one of the best possible win conditions you can have. Like yeah like you have a setup a few card setup the setup is very powerful actually like serenite changing um like serenite changing the um, the, the the life drinker those are good cards that you play in the deck which set up this otk and it's just that the overall power level of shaman is too weak and shaman didn't get a lot of good cards so the deck is really weak but the card itself is really strong yeah and yeah,
0: I th- so like- I still give hope that there people will figure out like a moderate way of doing it. You know, not not so much OTK, maybe maybe something in between. You know, the crazy OTK we we see right now, and and just something that just gets extreme value from whatever battle cry we've got. So many battle cries in this game, you know, and uh, you know, been wanting to write write like a Shutterwalk article for a while now. I think we eventually will, uh, but there's just so many possibilities that uh, whether Different levels of value, right? And I think that Shadow Rock Six Six. I mean, you literally only have to cast one good battle cry, and it's actually worth a nine drop, right? So it doesn't take much to to actually be getting extreme value from it. It's just when you're going the crazy, like like what we've been doing, going with trying to do a hundred damage or some crazy, you know, just infinite combos. Then yeah, that that becomes harder to figure out. But um, you know, I I still hold hold out hope that there's something there for it. But you know, again, it's like polarizing it's either super good i feel like right now or or you know it's just not good at all so uh i think dr j might hop on discord here let's see if he he does uh i'm
2: actually here hey what's up dude hey (laughs) how's it going i'm really sorry it's okay man
0: it's car troubles man you can't predict it sometimes i i
2: got there at 11 o'clock est and they told me to take a i just need to get an inspection they were like i'll only take about an hour or two i was like oh it's fine and then uh, five hours later, while I'm still sitting there, my phone <laughs> dies, I uh, <laughs> find out that it did not take an hour or two. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, your penalty is you've been shutterwalk the entire time so far, so... Uh, <laughs> on the screen. Uh, but we, yeah, we've been talking... We're talking about um, overrated cards right now. So, uh, Gara picked Shutterwalk, and I think Shutterwalk was yours too, right? Uh, yeah,
2: Shutterwalk was my overrated card as well.
0: Yeah, so... Um, you know, we we talked about just, uh, uh, you know, just obviously people talking about in the first few days that it was overpowered. And uh, what are your thoughts on Shutterwalk right now? Like, and, and the fact that they're going to address something very, very soon about it. What do you think that's going to be too?
2: Uh, so I think the, one of the reasons I put Shutterwalk as an uh, overrated card was because although it has this potential to be just mind-blowing and very very strong in what it does, so in future sets, for all we know, it could become a more of a problem card, but the current issue right now is it reminds me of a Quest Mage-esque deck in that Quest Mage has this insane combo that basically ends the game on the turn that it completes it, but it is very hard to get to that game state where you can achieve that, Mm -hmm. and Shutterwalk maybe it does it a little bit easier and has some, some other different tools and is better in other matchups than other ones, but at the end goal it's just has a really poor win rate because it's very hard to get to that final combo that you need to do
0: yeah i mean i think the question you know right now i feel like the way the shutter walk decks are built is it's like all removal or taunt and then just the battle cry sequence right to to win the game right and the sequence matters too so it's it, it, it adds in like another challenge, right? To um, you know, to the win condition for this. So I think the real question will be: is if there's another type of win condition where Shutterwalk isn't, you know, it's it's like, in one of the win conditions. It's not the only win condition, you know. So that, you know, that's kind of an attribute of a lot of decks, right? A lot, most of the strong decks have multiple ways to win. You know, there's obviously a primary way to win, but there's there's always like these secondary ways to win, and, and Shadow and as well as you know, Quest Mage at, at times too, was, was always like that. So do you, do you guys anticipate seeing something like that eventually? You know, like I mean, does Shaman have anything right now that could be a win condition?
1: Like That's... I played, I try to play the other possible Shaman archetypes, which mm-hmm. are like Elemental Shaman or uh, even shaman, mm-hmm, yeah. like this is what they tried to push with this expansion, and oh boy, does deck feel weak, especially <laughs> the even shaman. Yeah. It just feels like like a basic shaman deck, basically, uh, without one drops. Just like, shaman benefits the least with the upgraded hero power as well, because like mm-hmm. choosing a specific totem or playing a totem for one mana is not very good if you compare it to the odd paladin or even paladin. It's just Shaman is so weak overall, whatever type of deck you want to build it. Like, sh- all Shaman has going for it right now is the Shadow Walk and abusing this crazy mechanical. See, that, I, I that, think, that's that's a problem, right? Because
0: yeah. Shaman isn't that great at removing stuff.
1: You know, like, I, I also hate, I, Yeah, go ahead. I, I hated to really nerf the hex. I, I, like, it still doesn't make sense. Like, this is now six months ago or something. I really feel like when you want to play like a big Shaman or like this. You can play like uh, the, um, how would you call it, Snow Fury Giants, the Spellstone Giant Shaman control Shaman deck. Uh, it really hurts you so much that the hex cost four mana, uh, still. Like yeah. if you want to build. I mean, Architect.
0: even if it costs three, I don't think it would. It would it, not. But make it a would difference. be definitely like, much better. It'd be better, but how does that help? That still doesn't help Shamans win condition. There's still no win condition yeah. for Shaman.
1: You know, no, you like, can. You can. I mean, the Spellstone is a win condition. Like, if you play Snow yeah, with, giants the giants. With, yeah, with and the giants. Spellstone, Okay, I'll give you that, yeah. The, mm-hmm. It's just to get there is so hard for Shaman, like, harder yeah. than any other class. It's kind of like if, if if Hunter had that.
0: Right. <laughs> I played the Overload Shaman for a while, um, was trying that out, you know, with just the Zaps and the um, the Spellstone, you know, with the Snow Fury and, and the ancient spirits... Ancestral, sorry, ancient ancestral spirits just to keep bringing back the, the Giants. Uh, in, in copying them, but again, like the removal is just so um, oh. weak and inconsistent against the aggro decks that
1: I just can't live. <laughs> like it's so hard. And another thing that they tried to push with this expansion is actually the 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 Bok, the Bok Reaper, and the Hagatha. And the, I played that as well. Box shape yeah. mm-hmm. and Hagata. Mm-hmm. First of all, Box shape is way too expensive. That's bad. It's like that, it's really it's bad. It's so hard to get yeah. value out of it. And The worst part it's is that Hagata and Box shape like you basically they kind of have synergy in a way, but they don't. Not really. It's so <laughs> hard. I mean, that's like the, the, the different kind of value deck you want to play, and it's it's so bad. It's so hard to make it work. Like one minion, to, like one card, requires you to play minion to get spells. And the other card requires you to play spells to get minions. It's, it's, it's really, really bad.
0: I feel like that's like the design team trying to debate us into building that sort of job <laughs> with the <laughs> Bog Shaper in a Hagatha.
1: Oh, and Free like... Summer didn't get anything. So basically, there was like a one time thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I thought that was weird. I really thought uh, Hagatha, when she got like announced, was going to have some kind of Frost Nova esque effect or some kind of like freezing ability. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to make free Shaman maybe a thing. I mean, probably not, yeah. but at least it's going to be some support for it. And then they came out with that, and I was like, I still think Hagatha is a very strong card. Oh, and I think it has yeah. a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue right now is Shaman doesn't do anything better than any other class except for it has Shutterwalk. So what Gar was saying is mm-hmm. exactly right. It has nothing going for it right now besides the fact that it has Shutterwalk. Although I do think Even Shaman has a lot of potential because the totems on turn one, and, like, if we still had card-like thing from below, then even Shaman would be pretty good, I think. I think the biggest issue with even Shaman is you can't run Bloodlust. And without Bloodlust, your totems effectively do nothing.
0: Well, even Shaman, like, Odd Shaman, you definitely could make the argument that the the double double totem, like the double Silverhand Recruit... Um, would make a huge difference for Shaman because I mean, then people might even consider playing the Raid Leaders, you know, in the storm, sur- <laughs> storm, you know, the storm winds and stuff like that in it because you're just going wide, right? And I mean, I- I've been waiting for them to recreate something that's like Thunderbluff Valiant,
1: you know, just something that oh, yeah, just, yeah. you know, the- the like, totally buffs Shaman- them all. But... Shaman used to be like a synergy card uh, mm-hmm. class. You had like yeah. either a lot of totem synergy c- uh, cards or overload cards, like with Trog and like Unbound Elemental. Like all these cards are missing. Like all these synergies, like they really printed like a bunch of free shaman cards like two expansions ago, and now like a bunch of I don't know, like even Shaman Haggart, like just a bunch of random cards. It's it's so hard to, to make it work right. in a in a in a way
0: right no it, it it definitely is so it's um there's something there it just might take another expansion you know like i just this expansion there's just no, nothing you know there's nothing there and in like to add on to your point to dr j there with it not doing anything you know really super well the removal is not one of the best the heel's is not one of the best these are all control elements that need that shadow walk <laughs> needs so both of those things are not one of the best so um yeah
2: Unfortunately, yeah, right. I will say though, I did craft Golden Hagatha and Golden Shudderwalk on release because I thought that deck was gonna be absurd, and right. I still have faith in it. I still have hope in it, but as for <laughs> now, uh Shutterwalk is very uh
0: yeah over, very overrated, overrated. yeah, no, I agree I definitely agree, okay, so my pick for overrated it was is lady in white so far because man, I've tried dude. I, I don't even draw her <laughs> like I I feel like I draw her like 10% of the time and it's like you know priest right now doesn't have a ton of draw either so it's it's probably right <laughs> that's about probably about about how much I should be drawing her and even when I get her it's just like it feels worse than obviously Keliseth it just it's like by that time do I really need like a 10 10s you know and 11 whatever 8 8s and stuff like I feel like I'm either way behind or I'm just gonna win anyways So, um, yeah, this card was way worse than I thought it was going to be.
1: Another, like, side note about this card is, like, because I also play this card, is, like, strong cards that you want to play in your Priest decks are usually Dragons. And a Dragon you have to play right now is the Twilight Drake. Twilight trick is such a
2: bad synergy with this card.
1: It's so
0: funny. <laughs> it's, it, you can have like a 1-9. Like, yeah, it's like a 1-9, that's
1: true. So you actually make that's your true. deck worse and like in a way as well. Yeah. So it's not I, so good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm it's just too slow, you know what I mean? Like the the Twilight the, the divine spirit inner fire works because you end up just like bursting them all of a sudden, right? In in one turn. This is just like you just get value in your cards and Outside of Keliseth, which Keliseth, you know, it it only works because it's so early. And then we had the Bounce Keliseth, Bounce Keliseth, you know, type of plays with Rogue that really, really accentuated it. You know, late kind of cards like we saw with, um, what was it, Mistcaller, they just don't work. And I think Lady and White falls into the same boat. It's just, it's too late.
1: I, I also feel like the, the meta is not good for cards like this right now. Like, you want to keep yeah. such a card in your starting hand, mm-hmm. and most decks you face right now are really aggressive decks, like super hyper-aggressive decks. Yeah. Like, And, yeah, then Priest will just not do well against them. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's unfortunate. We'll see if maybe over time it ends up doing a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, so so far I think those were the cards overrated. Let's talk about underrated cards. Let's talk about some some good cards that are surprises for us. And um, we're going to start with the, the crazy one, because, like again, like to eat dessert first. We got Bl- Black Howl Gunspire from Dr. J <laughs> here. So 7 mana, 3, 8, can't attack. Whenever this minion takes damage, deal 3 damage to a random random enemy. Come, tell me the goods, man. <laughs> like
2: I think I- a lot of people looked at this card and said this card is complete and utter trash. And I started playing with it and now this is easily becoming one of my favorite cards and i actually think it's not that bad like i think it's better than people gave it credit so when i'm calling this like a like a underrated, underrated yeah. card i'm saying like people said this was trash and then i actually think it's playable
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah that was my philosophy behind it so i think where this fits in is some kind of control warrior deck or some kind of like fatigue warrior cuz i was i built a fatigue warrior list that's goal was to beat up on mages, uh, druids, rogues, and paladins. It, it still struggles with warlock and shaman because those decks, you just, they have something against you that you can't really do. And in those decks, basically the whole goal is you just remove everything and you dead man's hand back some draw slash some removal. You keep removing everything. And this card is really good in those matchups because you force them to. Use the removal early, or they maybe let's say they spine a acolyte of pain so you don't draw, mm-hmm. and then you slam this bad boy. And <laughs> they're either gonna want to silence it because they don't want their whole board to take three damage constantly, or they're gonna find an awkward way to kill it, or they're just gonna ignore it. And if they ignore it, you then go um warpath uh five times and their whole board is just massacred, or you dealt a, like 15 damage face and it's i, I think it's just crazy at
0: times. okay okay wow yeah i mean definitely i i felt like it, there was potential for it to be a you know just a a board removal type of card and um you know it sounds like it is it's definitely fun i mean i love the animation the animation is superb. <laughs> it's something <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun i i would have played the bounce ba- when, I'm gonna next time I see this card in arena, I, and I, I'm just gonna hope for balancing blade, and then I just want to go nuts. I, I'm just gonna <laughs> just record that that interaction right there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely a great, really uh, cool card that's that is you know potentially underrated there. Um, let's see the next one. Actually, Gara, you talked about it already. The uh, the cathedral gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. I mean, I don't. It really shouldn't have been underrated. I mean, this card is strong. I mean, it's... You're going to play in a the, Dragon deck, so it's...
1: Yeah, the, the main reason why it is probably underrated is because people don't think Paladin has enough Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, like, or just in general, there was, like, this feeling that, yeah, you can't really play Dragons or, like, Dragon Synergy decks, but once you... St- Start building these decks, you realize quickly that you have enough dragons. You, you you usually really just need six or seven dragons. In, like, again, I played today a control dragon paladin and an aggro dragon paladin, and both archetypes worked. And if you have such a deck, this gargoyle is insane. It is still like the best two drop in the game. It is a mini bot with taunt, and the taunt is very relevant at protecting, like, you know, in an aggressive deck, a scale bane, for instance. Or like a Knife Juggler in an aggressive deck. And it gets mm. control decks, you know. You have definitely cards you want to protect. It's just very, very strong. I mean, Minibot was good at
0: 3. This is good at 2. I mean, <laughs> imagine it at 2. I mean, it's insane. Like, crazy good, right? So, um, yeah, Minibot was 3, right? Am, am Minibot remember? was 2. Oh, no, it was 2. two, two. I'm thinking of the um, the healing thing. The, yeah, yeah. so Minibot was 2. That's why, that's why it's basically the same thing now. Um, yeah, so good definitely showed it earlier in our dragon um paladin that gara um uh was you know was is playing and i wouldn't not wouldn't be surprised if we see this as more of a, a mainstay i kind of wish paladin had the the dragon that's five the five drop that would reduce your next dragon to zero that would be so good <laughs> oh my god that'd be so that'd be cool right now. make
2: this card more consistent I, yeah. I i also think this card is uh like gara is saying a little uh underrated um, but I think most people, when they first evaluated it, or when they're still evaluating it now, they they think about cards like Call to Arms because Call to Arms is just absurdly powerful. Yeah, and you don't really want to pull this out. I mean, that's a lot of times murloc Paladin was cutting one of the Hydrologists in the list because if Call to Arms pulls out
0: Hydrologist, mm, it's like
2: one of the worst mm. pulls. But if this card goes off on two, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah and then you pull two off for one Guar- guarantee two for one
2: yeah <laughs> and you called artists since you had it on two and three and- <laughs> and it's absurd <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right right all right um uh, my pick has been um one that you know warriors i believe it's mostly been warriors and pulling off which is phantom militia uh you know this card is way better than I thought it was. It's really annoying more than anything else, you know, especially when I've been playing a lot of Taunt Druids and I've got three attacks and I can't kill these things. So it's really frustrating when they put three of them up there uh, each time that they cast it. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought this card was, you know, potentially trash or maybe it was good in arena and then that would be it. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm finding it. It's a pretty good. It uh, feels a little bit like spreading plague you know, that, that kind of feel where it just kind of gets in your way and might, might take you two turns to get through each one of them. Uh, but yeah, what what'd y'all, what'd y'all's experience with this card so far?
1: It's very good in the quest for you. Mm-hmm. It's like also very important. Oh yeah, because it, it the triggers eye. the the counter too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. play it from hand. Right. It's not like Zero mm-hmm. Night Chain Gang. This card can count as free convenience for the quest, which mm-hmm. is like absurd. Yeah. Um, multiple bodies on board. Yeah, it's just Basically in that deck, honestly, and sometimes from Stonehill Defender, like a lot of people play Stonehill Defender and big spell mage. Yeah. And then you pick this oftentimes just because mage has oftentimes no bot presence and then you have a lot of mana left because you don't want to play any flame strike or bot clear or whatever. And then you just spam a bunch of phantom militias, which is also not too bad. Yeah. So definitely yeah, not too
2: yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, this card this card is
1: very versatile, and most
2: versatile cards in uh, like Hearthstone are just really powerful. And what Agarik picked up on a key point there is the Stonehill interaction is just picking this card from Stonehill is really strong. Uh, really, you weren't maybe you weren't expecting to play nine mana worth of two four taunts, but I mean sometimes it comes down to the game state where you just do it. Uh, it's also really good in Quest Warrior. There's also a cute combination in I believe it was some kind of Control Warlock where it was uh, I was like meat wagon Control Warlock where you would get out uh, you wow. would get out Summoning yeah. Portal. And then this card costs one mana, oh and then my you would God. fill your entire board with Phantom Militias, and that nice. was really cute. Um, another cool combo in the Summoning Portal deck because I was playing it a little bit because I, when I mm-hmm. casted the Witchwood Invitational, mm-hmm. yeah. there was uh, Savitz and uh, Dog brought this deck, and it run, It was basically like a version of Cube Block, and instead of Doom Guards, it ran Glinda Crowskin, it ran oh, Meat wow. Wagons and Summoning Portals. And one of the coolest things I did is I beat a Q Block player because I had two summoning portals on the board. I played Glinda Crowskin, and then I played, or no, I had one summoning portal and Glinda Crowskin, and I played five Gnome Fratus and burned five cards from their deck and it was incredible.
0: <laughs> did you burn, what'd you burn? Like,
2: uh, a mountain giant, uh, a Doom Guard. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. And then I think the other three were irrelevant, but I burned Mountain Giant and Doomguard, and I felt so proud of myself.
0: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Made the play, man. It's just like, like, play achieved. You know, kind of thing. Yeah.
2: I, I, I set it up. <laughs> I said, all right, I'm going to keep playing this deck until... I burn at least five cards of Nefratu, and then we can go play other decks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what they need to do in our stuff. They need to create these achievements, these actual combo achievements. <laughs> so, so all of us will try out these decks and and try to pull them off. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Phantom Malicious is pretty cool. You know, I didn't really think about some of these applications. So, um, you know, that, that's r- really neat. Uh, the other one is something that came up in the Invitational, which was the Wishes Cauldron. Um, yeah. And that this card. Yeah. This card. I mean, it's a little bit contradictory in terms of you know like where it's good because it's usually good in, in a very wide type of strategy. So like a, a paladin, uh, maybe even you know shaman to some degree, but generally something that's aggressive and tempo based. So you generally don't want to crash your guys into your opponent's guys. But I mean, it looks so easy. <laughs> like whenever you know Savitz uh, or whoever was playing off, it's just like guaranteed value. Like I feel like when you have those decks. So, um, and maybe one thing to look at it is, okay, for A, is it underrated? B, how do we compare this to, like, Cult Master? Like, should we just be playing Cult Master and drawing our own cards? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, what
1: y'all's thoughts on this? Uh, I go first. Like, yeah. uh, uh <laughs> I don't know who, who was the first. Was it Gallon who, who included this card? I think it was Gallon. actually. Yeah. He reached the yeah.
2: control it was one of the two. Yeah,
1: one of those guys. Yeah. And they were, like, fighting for Rank 1 Legend. I actually watched both. Like, Zalei was streaming it and Board Control. And they were both, like, fighting literally for Rank 1. They were both, like, <laughs> Rank 2. Right. And fighting for Rank 1 Legend with Odd Paladin. And this was, like, one of the biggest, in- like, impact cards of the deck, this yeah. Witch's Cauldron. And it just felt insane. Like, it refilled the hand with all sorts of good cards. And if you play against Block, and then you suddenly have Hexes, Earthshocks, it's All like rockalar.
0: It feels like rockalar in a way, you know, like the hunter weapon that just refills your hand with spells. It's kind of like that, man. It's crazy,
1: and it's kind of like barely out of reach, uh, out of cards from like Hellfire, for instance. So, and it's annoying. You don't want to kill it, but you have to kill it because you have to kill so many other things as well. And that's the problem. It's like you you usually don't want to spend any spell or removal cards on this card, and usually it already gave the opponent value. So, yeah, see, that poses a good question. Like, is tempo worth the value
0: you give up for this thing? You know, because you have to figure it out. Because if you're hitting this thing, then you're obviously giving up tempo. Um, probably most likely to, to do that.
2: Yeah, so, and the, the, the one thing with this card, though, is um, the reason... I'm going to go to the Coldmaster thing. The reason I think mm-hmm. it's slightly better than Coldmaster is because when, when this card gets played... Not only is it uh, a turn sooner, so it curves out with the Odd Paladin's hero power, mm-hmm. it's also that if you were playing Colmaster and you were drawing from your deck, you're not going to be drawing cards that can answer, say, Warlock's minions. But Witch's Cauldron gives you these added outs that typically you should not have in the form of Hex, mm-hmm. Earthshock. In the Mirror Match, there's things like Volcano and Lightning Storm. And it's just absurd, the the different range of cards. Although there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of Shaman cards that you do not want to Totem, have.
0: Totemic Might. You
2: do not want to have Totemic Might. <laughs> uh, and there's, I'm sure there's a couple other ones that you don't want to have. But this card gives you, any card that gives you outs you probably shouldn't have um, has typically been kind of powerful.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I, I why they it, try to avoid crossover. You know, uh, cast, really, cast by the thing.
1: way, this really brings me back to the final of the Invitational. I think it was Firebird versus Adieu, and he had the Witch's Cauldron on the board. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, casting yeah. that game,
2: and yeah. that way, I said, "I said, everyone, only out his Witch's Cauldron into lava, lava burst. burst."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he That's draws the Witch's nervous.
2: Cauldron. He snap plays it, takes the trade, and instantly snaps a spell face. But it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was the zero mm, mana. Little
0: short, yeah. Yeah, it was a zero mana spell. <laughs> the zap, yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of burst. That would have been pretty epic, though. It <laughs> would have been an epic call for him to get that. Uh, so yeah, this one's this one's a pretty interesting thing. You know, I, I think that this was really well designed. You know, making it four health, I think, was super smart because I think in the past they would have made this three health, and then like nobody would ever play this thing. You know, because it's it's not as annoying. Um, uh,
1: another thing about this card is that the RNG aspect of it doesn't feel so bad. Like other RNG cards, because it requires you to have a setup. Like it's way mm-hmm. harder to get value out of such a card than if it has a battle cry effect, right? You play a splash on one. Like what do you do about it? Yeah. So, it doesn't feel good.
0: So, so you guys see this being played in in like a paladin because it's it's the easiest to pull off in the paladin, you know something like a, an odd paladin. Um, so or do you see it being you know. In something that's a little bit more moderate, you know, so you're not going to be drawing uh, like crazy. Like, you're just drawing th- a few cards.
2: I think for now, we're only really going to see a nod paladin mm. because no other deck can. So, if you look at the various classes, warrior doesn't spam the board. You have to look at the classes that have the potential to be either aggro decks or spam the board. Those classes include shaman, paladin, hunter to a small extent, mm. and maybe rogue. In Rogue, it's more tempo-based and damage-based, so that's not going to happen. Same with Hunter. Uh, in Paladin, you can afford to because of the Odd Paladin's hero power. And then yeah. the closest other fit would probably be Shaman. But the biggest issue with Shaman is Shaman's just not powerful right now. And even if you have totems on the board, you have to have another enabler for the totems to kill themselves. Whereas in uh, Odd Paladin, you just kind of throw the little dudes in the pot and he makes Shaman spells. So... <laughs> Um, that's I think that's the biggest difference in why we'll only see it not paladin for now. Actually,
0: actually baked made a uh, he says druid like token druid could potentially be something too.
2: That's a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The new boss at unleash combo.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. We <Yes. laughs> <He> missed
1: it. Which <laughs> oh is
2: and the hounds. <laughs> oh my god,
0: that would be crazy. All lava
2: bursts.
0: <laughs> and then buff it all. Yeah, no, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Uh, so yeah, this has definitely been a fun surprise. You know. I i think this was like this is the kind of card that we were kind of hoping would be something you know and and it's kind of cool that there there might actually be be uh s- some type of viable play to this card uh okay uh i think somebody mentioned actually Glass Knight in the in the chat dal yeah i think Glass Knight performs pretty well in the the even paladin um just because of true silver but um i haven't actually experienced it myself have you guys Played any last night?
1: The Paladin card? I I played it a lot, but I never felt like it was like it feels like a decent card, but it's I never got value out of it. They double Divine Shield. It's just too hard to put it off. It's Mm. like because the opponent will remove it or try to remove it, right? And or you will trade it off. It's like you need to have the True Silver, but usually you have obviously you have to play him first because you want to get rid of the Divine Shield first. Like this seems like a scenario that happens very rarely. And you don't really have other healing tools usually in paladin. Uh, it's like Uta or something, which is like you know, way yeah. It again. seems yeah.
2: it seems like it would be better in a if it, in a mid range format where it's harder to remove, or your opponent has to waste like their entire turn to remove. But for now, it's just like if it's, you're going up against odd paladin, the hero power just instantly gets for the shield, and they probably have an easy kill on it. Mm-hmm. Against hunter, they probably just ignore it. They don't really care because they're just trying to burn. Base. warlock's not gonna have an issue with it just a lot of these classes aren't gonna have an issue with it yeah but it's still just a solid static card with a good effect and then of course with uh i think it works best in the even paladin because there's the uh vicious scale hide and i believe vicious scale hide works with this card and that's probably one of the best synergies you have because vicious scale hide can come off of caught arms you can just naturally play it it's also good with true silver. So I think it has a lot of potential. But mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. now, it's just odd paladin. You can't
0: play this card. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about the vicious scale hide. That's interesting. The lifesteal part. Um, okay. Well, uh, those are the cards that we thought were underrated. And I uh, just want to. Um, take some time now and thanks to some of the folks that support us Uh, that's our patrons obviously so if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash value town and you know part of some of the appreciation that we wanted to kind of give to our our longtime patrons and some of our top patrons is i I sent you guys all a a free one month uh, premium for hs replay so definitely check out that uh, in your messages on patreon and then um you know kind of thank some of our guys mike t a producer, um, you know, he's obviously amazing, been our legendary producer for a long time now, and then some others Bryce L., Dave C., Devin Y., chill, uh, Chris Chilmall. Blake T, Eric L, Jackpot777, Feldy Locks, Old Man Riv, Johnson C, Mario P, Nathan W, Kevin G, Mike T, Richard M. Thanks so much, guys. Just to name a few of you guys uh, for supporting the show and helping us c- continue doing this. And you know, I definitely want to do some more, you know, cool things for you guys, um, you know, just in the coming weeks. So uh hope you guys can enjoy it and just let us know. Let us know how you enjoy the site, you know, hsreplay.net, because uh, if you can use it, you're gonna I think you're gonna do a lot better on the ladder. So <laughs> definitely check it out. All right, we got some Q&A here from um, – oh, well, actually, one last thing, too. Remember, we're doing a giveaway, too. So if you're, you're not a patron, you can still potentially win a, a free one-month premium by following uh, ValueTown's Twitter and HS Replays Twitter. So that's at ValueTownGG and at HSReplayNet, all one word. Which I'll put in chat here. Um, so enter that, and then we'll do uh, kind of the drawing in about a day or so, just to give some of the listeners a chance to to do that. Um, question: We got Jason R here. Now that we are at the very start of the year of the Raven, what legendaries would you recommend new players target crafting now, with the thought of getting the most out of them the next two years of standard format? I'm not a new player, but I'm playing my my Asian or my Asia and EU accounts now, and those feel like they would. Uh, fall in the same boat. All right. So I want to say
1: legend. I want to say Baku in, because I get this question a lot. It's like okay. the most asked Baku. question. Yeah. I think Baku Safecraft because the decks you play Baku in are a lot of fun, and Baku can be played in every class almost. So Safecraft for sure, most fun card and viable card, viable decks and yeah. fun decks as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good section. Baku again. I would say one, one or the other. Um... Let's see. If I were to think of
1: any of the others... I think Gend decks are more expensive overall. Yeah, they're a little bit I'll slower. See.
0: Have more late game in them. Um, hmm, what else would you say? Dr. J, you got you got one then?
1: That...
2: Um, I think the odd cost and even cost, specifically the odd cost in Baku, is a fairly safe craft. Um, If we're looking for... I don't think any of the Let's other neutral ones are safe craft. I think one of the safest crafts for legendary-wise from classes, is Lord Godfrey. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Lord Godfrey will be played in every single Control Warlock this uh, for the next 20 millenniums. Um, because Lord Godfrey is just absurdly insane. Um, maybe... It, see, I, I want to say something fun like Shudderwalk or Hagatha... Because I, I snapcrafted those golden, um, <laughs> but but I don't advise that because there is a possibility that it does not see play. Um, but I mean, I do think eventually, like that card is uh, absurdly powerful and can see play. But for safe picks, I would go with Lord Godfrey and Baku as my two major ones.
0: I would say Countess Ashmore is definitely a a candidate. She's, I mm-hmm. think she's just going to be effective in some deck like uh just throughout the entire
1: year and next year or whatever um i I think people should craft more of the epics i realized today that there's a lot of epics that you want to play in all sorts of different decks but not so much the legendary ones yeah they're very very class specific they're definitely very class specific but look how how many viable Legendaries you actually have in this expansion—it's not that many in comparison to previous expansions because we don't have these game-winning win conditions like you mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah. Uh, Where's the Q and A in chat? Yeah, we can, we we can ask some questions. uh, Maybe one or two questions in chat here in a second, but definitely want people. The email questions always take precedent just because we want our listeners to have a chance. Yeah. So I would say that one. Yeah, Countess Baku and. Lord Godfrey. Yeah, I think that's apparently
2: Prince Keleseth as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, Prince Carlos is like
0: that's an old. <laughs> Actually,
2: yeah, I yeah, was just looking at the numbers on the percentages. For oh text God. played yeah. On HS replay, Goldan yeah. is another
0: safe bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gul'dan. exactly. Right. Look at the yeah, number yeah, percentages. Exactly. That's good. Skull and Minari. <laughs> well, I mean, Skull of Minari is just purely like literally just volume of Warlock. <laughs> that's yeah crazy. This one at least covers all Warlocks. I feel, but Skull and Minari is like literally only Cube block Look at Baku, it's 24.5%. That's insane. Dude. Safecraft. Save, that save is crap. insane. Holy crap. Baku is a quarter of the decks? Holy crap. That's, that, I mean, Baku's in almost a quarter of them. That's crazy.
2: It's because he's so versatile and can be played uh, in so many different decks. Like, there's there's the Warrior, there's the Hunter, there's the Rogue now. And I'm sure some yeah. people are going to invent some other ones. I tried to do Priest the other night on stream. I played mm-hmm. one game and then realized that was the worst decision of my <laughs> life and then instantly went back to other decks.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. This is interesting. Uh, Leroy's in 16.5%. Wow.
2: That's because there's a lot of Baku in 245 <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. I think all of
2: those decks play <laughs> sure. Leroy. That's, that's, save cross.
0: Actually, that's a save good, cross. good comment there. Leroy save Good correlation, cross. that's for sure. <laughs> Um okay. Next question we got Ahmed-, Ahmed N. Why is Spiteful Druid outperforming Spiteful Priest? Is the dragon package weak and priests should move away from it in Spiteful decks?
1: That's a damn good question.
2: That's that's a really good question. I never actually thought of I've never actually looked into it. I think one of the deciding factors is Druid has more... it's I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Druid has refill to an extent, whereas Priest does not. So, like, if Priest is getting out-tempoed, and then eventually gets to a game state where they're running out of cards in their hand, it's unfortunate and it's bad. But for Druid, they can just draw the UI, play it, and then have plays the following turn. Um, they also have access to Malfurion, which is very powerful. Like, Spiteful Priest would not run Anduin, but Spiteful Druid would run Malfurion, and Malfurion is a very powerful card. Other than that, though, I'm not quite sure why the Spiteful Druid list is doing so well, because I never really played it. I have friends that they just, they just preach by it, and they say it's the best deck in the game, and I think one of my friends who's not really known in the scene too well just got rank one with it with like a thirteen oh win streak and yeah. I thought that was insane. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't actually know. I guess I'd have to talk to them, but I don't know why it's why at least they feel it's outperforming a lot of things.
1: I think it's it's like uh, Jikiniki said, It's Malfurion is a huge deal. But I think the biggest deal has to be the Spiteful because it's the core of the deck. And in that deck, you only play yeah. the Ultimate Infestation. That's what I was going to say, too. And yeah. the 10-mana slot is really the the broken turn of the Spiteful. And yeah. in, priest, in Priest, you do want to play the 8-mana spell as well. So yeah. you kind of have some inconsistency there. Uh, that has to be the, the biggest. Yeah, Probably. And you always
2: get Tyrantus or Deathwing off of... Uh... The dru- I played against the druid uh, not me. last night. Not I played me. against the druid last night on stream, and I, I kid you not, I was playing the fatigue warrior that I mentioned, and they had like six minions, five minions on the board, and I had Brawl, and I said, All right, as long as Deathwing doesn't live, I win, and Deathwing lived. And then the next time, I queued the same guy, and the exact same situation happened, except for it was Tyrantus. And I said, All right, as long as Tyrantus doesn't live, we win the game. And uh, Tyrantus lived. So I lost both games.
1: Uh, I <laughs> oh, faced brutal. actually spiteful into spiteful and he got two ultra Source. Like how on earth to <laughs> kill two, like how to kill one ultra Source? Meteor. How do, meteor. how do you kill two? <laughs> two meteors. The meteor
0: barely does it and they funkle <laughs> it or something. But no, <laughs> yeah, uh, <they> <laughs> it. I know, it's out of range. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. It's basically the 10 drop guarantee, like has a, has a big, uh, uh, impact on that. Also, I think just the little ramp you get from Greedy Sprite, you know, it it just causes the Sprite turn point. to happen a little bit sooner, and um, the Crippler is just like hard S- to kill too. That Crippler is a pain in the ass, like, to to get rid of. So, um, I do I do like Priest better in terms of removal. Like the Dustbreaker definitely feels better in terms of like that early removal of Paladin at times. Um, but yeah, it, the I my experience, I just. He just seems to have tempo a lot more often than the, the priest does going into those power turns. Um, but yeah, so they're pretty, I mean, the priest surprisingly is a little bit lower than I thought, like the win percentage lately. And I, I just think that, I guess the archivist, you know, mind control plays just aren't as relevant and good, you know? Like, um, so good question though. Definitely good question. We'll take a couple questions from chat. If you guys have any, um, but while we're waiting maybe for one or two there any um any kind of cool findings dr j like since you you know joining us a little late in the the expansion that that uh you, you discovered in this first week
2: uh uh besides the fatigue warrior there's really nothing that i feel is uh, there's nothing that i have personally found then again i haven't had as much time to play with the sad because i was uh I was traveling a lot to cast the Witchwood Invitational, mm-hmm. and then I've been getting some stuff done around, like just personal stuff. So I've been trying to play as much as I can when I can. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think the biggest thing that I really like, I'm going to try and work on a little bit, is Fatigue Warrior because I think that has a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. And I really like the the new Druid deck that came out, the Taunt Druid. Yeah, uh, yeah and we the Hagenox Druid, and
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Other than that, that's about it for me.
0: So uh, one thing that we talked about at the very beginning of the show is that there's been a little bit of comparison to this this expansion to TGT which I think both of you know me and Gar I think is not fair you know like I or we don't quite agree with that would you do you think there's any similarities in the fact that you know some of these cards or mechanics seem to be widths, I guess for lack of a better word
2: I think this set is not I don't think it's like TGT but I don't think it's one of the more powerful sets we've had so far. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of cards that can set up powerful things. For instance, we can look at cards like Shutterwalk, we can look at cards like Tess Greymane, we can look at cards at like Baku and Glenn. All of these cards are potentially extremely powerful with the right circumstances. The issue is we just had 300-some cards rotate, and this mm-hmm. set wasn't Kobolds and Catacombs, because I think the trend is the sets become more and more powerful as the rotation comes along. So the reason kobolds and catacombs were just so absurdly powerful for certain classes and just had so many impactful cards was because if they didn't make those cards impactful, how are they going to see play over the past two years of sets? Whereas this one, they can say, okay, we can calm it down a little bit, maybe set cards up for the future. And with that thought process, we can make the cards weaker, knowing that some of them will see play just off the fact that so many cards are rotating,
0: or they could create Jade Idol, <laughs> like they did like the last
1: year, and start off the
0: year that yeah. that way. But I think uh, this, this
1: is much better, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I think th- this trend should compi- continue also in future years. Mm-hmm. The first expansion of or the yeah of the, of a new cycle should be a, a very low power a lower low power level expansion like yeah. this one.
0: I would have liked to i mean i totally get the rationale and i think you're right about that um just both you know dr j and yigara in terms of what their philosophy is it's just to create at least a powerful base and then kind of build slowly upon upon it i kind of would like to see what the game would look like just starting at a low tier base again you know and like how would we react how would the community react if we just didn't have crazy powerful cards in you know k and c like what you know just the The cube block, you know, just the 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 carnivorous cube and the void lords and things like that.
1: Like I wish the DKs were gone as well. Which one? Like the 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 death knights. The hero cards, Uh, yeah. Uh, They don't fit in these like lower power level meta. They they are really really like absolutely strong in comparison.
0: They are, but they're but they're strong late. You know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm. I'm okay with that, you know, like having having the the Dks really have an impact, you know, late in games because you know, there have to be control decks, right, to do that. But I'm I don't know, I, I kind of I, I wish that we could you know see more of these like mid range decks, you know, have some viability, but right now we can't because there's just there's at least an established power level from from uh, you know the the control deck, which which we're we're basically basing everything off of, which is the key block, and then you know we've got you know, these all kinds of different arrays of aggro right now, right? So um I don't know. Maybe in a few weeks it'll it'll look a little bit different and then maybe, you know, things will will swap up. Maybe there'll be another control deck that's actually better than Q block, you know. But right now, like we already have like potentially one of the best control decks established and it's refined. And it, I don't see it not getting refined. <laughs> you know, it's like pretty darn good right now and it just gets better with removal over time.
2: So, I honestly think I honestly think that we have maybe reached a state of Hearthstone currently that if they do not vastly change the way cards are designed, there may never be a mid-range deck like like you're probably thinking of. For mm-hmm. instance, like uh, Mid-Range Druid. Remember that deck you just... like a yeah. uh, Combo Druid a long time ago. You would just play a minion on curve or a ramp until eventually maybe you whittled them down enough that you could end them with a combo. Or even if you didn't have that combo, like a mid-range deck like Patron where you just you just like have kind of a mid rangey style of gameplay with not much late game, not much early game, but your mid range is so powerful, and not many decks have an answer for that. Because uh, the reason I'm saying that is because all of the control decks the game has developed at this point have so many powerful control tools that mid range decks cannot overcome. Yeah. So, for instance, mm-hmm. that's where the hero cards come into play. Most mid range decks cannot answer hero cards and hero cards are just so absurdly powerful against mid-range decks that it's very hard for them to thrive. And then they don't beat the aggro decks because the aggro decks are way too aggressive in the early game, and they don't have the tools to beat the early game because the mid-range deck can't afford to play that. So basically, the mid-range deck is stuck in the middle where it cannot beat control or aggro, so it doesn't fit into the meta.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not to say that the mid range druid is exactly what we want either. I mean, oh, yeah, of course. You know, something I was just using it as a first yeah. example. Something close to it, to be honest, is the Spiteful. Like, instead of having a two card combo, we just have kind of like this one card crazy swing turn on six, which is, you know, the Spiteful. To I think Spiteful is
2: the closest it's, thing
0: to a yeah.
2: mid range deck. I mean, I guess Spiteful is the mid range deck. And the reason it is because Spiteful Summoner is so absurdly powerful. That you can afford to sacrifice some of the turns that you're playing throughout the course of the game for weaker minions.
0: Right, right. In mid range, I mean, a lot of times mid range just turns into curve stone anyway, so it's not that interesting to watch or play. So I'm not that upset about that. You know, that kind of deck not being there, but it would just be we would see more cards. Like it's so cool seeing raid leader and storm stormwind champion. In in the top deck, you know, for a little while, right? The Baku What a time to be alive! I, I mean, this is like insane, right? I actually not, yeah, Baku deck, but um, you know, that's cool. Like, I, I'd be so awesome to see some of these other other cards that have been in the base set or classic set that, that have been sitting there on the verge of being good, if the the right um, type of deck around it is good. So, like with Raid Leader and Stormwind, we needed something that like, go wide consistently, I can refill the board consistently, that we could. Get this buffing, and, and now all the cards that buff all minions are crazy powerful right now, in you know in in, in decks, and that's really really cool, you know. So um, you know, obviously we can't, but you know, it'll be interesting to see next year. Maybe they'll start off a little bit, you know, a little bit weaker. But um, you know, it's a sales thing too. You gotta sell these expansions. So it, it can be tough balancing and and doing that too. Uh, we got a question here from let's see. Uh, it looks like, uh, Herc. Wait, was it Hercules Gamer? What you what do you think of Oakart? I feel like it's ha- it's got some bus with the new cards. I'm not sure what that bus I think it, he says I think it's got it's gotten stronger with the new cards. So we saw we see Oakart obviously in the Druid, but. Um, Overall, I mean, do you think it's better because of certain cards or you know, just certain cards being added? We didn't see it much last expansion. We literally saw like Tice play it at at that at, home, at uh, seat story, <laughs> you know, with the um the yeah. um Dragon yeah. <laughs> enchanter, right? Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I mean, uh, Oka could be work as a win condition as well. I think all alternative win conditions um, are better now, just in general, just because we don't have cards like Nuzov anymore or Jades. Mm-hmm. Uh, then automatically a card like O-Card gets stronger. It's also like one of the strongest late-game cards we can play right now if you mm-hmm. look at the overall card pool. So definitely. And obviously in Taunt, through it one of the best cards. Yeah.
0: It pulls out Hydronox that people don't don't realize that. It's one of the cards they can pull out. Because it pulls out a, a 1, 2, and 3 attack minion. So um, you can kind of <laughs> figure out the best way to get that. And then the uh, the dragon hatcher too, right? It can pull out the dragon hatcher, which throws down a, a primordial drake. So, um, yeah. Any thoughts on Oakart, Doctor J? Um,
2: I don't think Okart's. I think Okart's okay. I think it's like fine. I think maybe it's it's always one of those cards that just you know just putting that much stats into play is very powerful, uh, especially when you can do things like you get tar creeper. Dragon Hatcher, and you get Hadronox, and then Dragon Hatcher pulls Primordial Drake. That, that is a huge swing, and that is <laughs> yeah. very powerful. But it only really fits in a deck like that. Um, and the only reason that's like so powerful is because it's effectively like having another search card for. It's like effectively having a second Hadronox. Like you can either naturally draw the Hadronox, or you can draw a card. So it basically gives you two chances to get the Hadronox uh, from your deck into play which for that Taunt Druid can mean the difference in dying or living.
1: Yeah. And uh, another thing is that Fatigue doesn't matter in a deck like this. Mm-hmm. Usually you didn't play an uh, all-cutting control lock because Fatigue you is one of your win conditions and you don't want to Fatigue faster mm-hmm. because of the all-cut. Yeah.
0: So, at least in the near future, I think it's going to be around a while. I, you know, If you don't have it, I don't know if I would craft it or anything like that quite yet. But um, it's a card they have to be careful with too. You can't make it too, but like you can't. It's a little bit design restrictive because now you can't make anything that's got like a one, two, or three attack minion be crazy powerful. Like you can't make like a like a. Well, you can make a three twelve, obviously, <laughs> but you, you can't make something like a three twelve that does something crazy too, you know, like in terms of tech. You can't
2: make another three nine that someone's three one threes and is a demon. Like there you, you go. There let's you not go. get a, let's not get Void Lord number
0: two. The game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Shine X Blazer asks, "What the playoffs coming up? Can you guys forecast what tournament meta is going to look like? Must be be uh, pretty cool without warlocks because of the bans." Uh, Gara was mentioning like the upcoming events are going to be pretty awesome, just to see what the the events uh, the decks are going to be. But what do you guys think? You know, you guys are obviously pro players and compete in these tournaments. You and it, well, first off, do you anticipate the bans being Warlock?
1: I think a lot of decks can beat Warlock. I would say if there would be like an overrated deck of the week or whatever, it would definitely be Cube Lock for me because I think it's definitely beatable. But with all sorts of different strategies. You can go for the Miracle Rogue Route, the Crest mm-hmm. Rogue Route. You can go for super hyper-aggressive decks like, you know, face decks or uh, other control decks can beat it. Like even, like one of the decks that is doing extremely well against it is Big Spell Mage. Yeah. And that used to be its worst matchup <laughs> know, before the expansion. Right. It was like <laughs> out, to, heal, level, man. out yeah. to lose the free win. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's to heal, quite man. the opposite. Yeah, And so people could be actually targeting Warlock instead of banning it. Uh, definitely not auto-ban. I think there will be very different strategies, more different de- strategies than ever before, at least in the past two years, because I can see people definitely ban the most aggressive deck and go for, like, a control strategy, try maybe, like, target control decks, you know, but some people might ban Warlock definitely because it's overall potentially one of the strongest classes and definitely very different strategies in many different classes. Mm-hmm. Doctor I can Zayn actually see all, oh. all classes being played in, in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Shaman. Honestly, w- what I wanted to mention earlier is Shadow Shaman is really good against slow decks. Yeah, it could actually I, that's be true. Yeah. the strongest anti control deck. Besides quest yeah, go- it's
2: kinda like uh it's kinda like the yeah. new quest mage.
1: Yes. So a very good tournament deck, not so good on ladder. It does pretty well against Warrior too, right? Like
0: Oh, Warriors, almost type?
2: every warrior deck it crushes yeah like, I
0: mean it's like a crazy higher uh, like, without
2: the without dirty rat there is no way a slow deck it, it'll it, it it crushes control mage it crushes control warrior it does really well against control warlock but not q block um q block it's probably like 50 50 with or it's probably unfavored i think it's unfavored. any any yeah. I think it's unfavored as well yeah. any slow deck this deck just preys on because it does the exact same thing as Quest Mage. It aims to get to a combo. It gets to the combo, and then you know you're dead and you cannot interact with it. Uh, and that combo for Shutterwalk shaman is not that hard to achieve, plus there is legitimate healing in the deck. So I could see Shutterwalk shaman seeing playing tournament. As for the tournament meta, it's gonna be very it's gonna be very rock paper scissory, like almost every meta, and it's gonna be really hard to say, uh, what's going to happen Um, because there's people going to be banning Warlock with the strategy of, you know what, I'm going to bring Odd Paladin, Odd Rogue, and some minion-based decks, and I'm going to mm-hmm. try and beat up on the people bringing uh, just random stuff. Maybe I'll just bring good stuff. or Maybe they'll bring a Warlock of their own. Right. And there's going to be people trying to target Warlock, and then there's going to be people trying to target things like Quest Rogue, because Quest Rogue has seen a lot of success lately, but Quest Rogue is very susceptible to decks like uh, any aggressive Paladin. deck, honestly. Any, I mean, Paladin. It, it, yeah. any Paladin, there's Hunter, I think it's only like Temple 13% Rogue. against mm-hmm. uh, Baku Hunter, because there's no way Rogue's dealing with the hero power unless they can get <laughs> the vicious scale high. <laughs> All right. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the meta develops. Uh, EU is going to set the pace, of course, because they are the first one, and um, everyone's going to have to take the knowledge that they learn. It's gonna be really. It's going to be really fun from a viewing standpoint, but it's going to be really hard from a player standpoint to see where we go. Because, I mean, this brings me back to, I believe it was summer playoffs last year, where um, EU went before NA, and um, in the Americas region, I was like, okay, I'll bring this because this is what EU did. And I think think North America is going to be a little bit different, but they're going to be similar to that. And the next thing you know, nine lineups got announced day one, and they all had Quest Rogue, Quest Mage, and uh, Combo Priest. And I was like, wow, okay, well, uh, that's shocking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So you never know. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's all it's trying to meta the meta game, the meta game. <laughs> like it's like how many levels of of meta gaming are you going to be doing? So, it's um yeah, it's it's always interesting to see how everybody reacted to it and and then, and then in the end like how things play out, right? So, uh, when is the playoff start? Is that? And in- it's is that in April? It's in the end of tomorrow. April. Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. tomorrow! Oh my God! <laughs> no, no, no! I'm just kidding. Oh God! No, it's in May, Please, man. It's don't scare May. me, dude. God. It's That's in like, May. Wow! It's tomorrow. Holy crap! Europe is
2: the fifth and sixth. Okay. Uh, Americas is the twelfth and thirteenth, and then APAC is the
0: nineteenth. God, and how crazy would it be if it was tomorrow? <laughs> the the, the <laughs> decks would be wild, man. If it was tomorrow, but it's the, <laughs> another two weeks. Oh, they actually might have to submit in a week, right? So. Uh,
2: they will most likely submit tuesday the first for europe yeah, and then okay. tuesday the eighth typically okay. uh the players submit the tuesday before they compete
0: okay you got some time then cool definitely great okay well um you know definitely glad you were able to join us man and you know, get you know, definitely your insight on even just uh the, the the topics that you were here for were really really good dr j but uh we're gonna wrap things up you want to do some shout outs before you take off
2: yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, as you can see by my camera, I, I have not <laughs> blinked at all, and I haven't put makeup on, so I apologize for that. Okay. Um, no, um, just shout outs. You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Dr. Jigganinky. Um, it's on the screen. But if you're listening, uh, it's D-R-J-I-K-I-N-I-N-K-I. Sorry, it's a mouthful, uh, just like Shutterwalk. Uh but you can spell it, don't worry. Uh also twitch.tv slash Dr. Chicken and I'd like to spit thank uh Space Station Gaming for supporting me and being my team and organization. And I apologize again for coming in late. Uh just uh I don't know what to say. Sorry about that.
0: Crap happens. Shit happens. That's uh it's just you know, it's all good. Um all right,
1: Gara, how about you? Yeah, shout outs to my Twitter as well, as you can see down here. Um shout outs to the lovely viewers. To join us on this amazing show shout outs to my own stream twitch tv slash garbage shaman i stream every single day playing a lot of different cool decks and yeah that's it for me
0: all right and i'll wrap things up i thanking everybody that tuned in today and the two of you guys for doing the show uh don't forget all the giveaways that we're doing we're doing like the 60 pack one which if you uh, t- type the, the giveaway command you'll be able to get the link there just Go to that link and just enter it in the various ways. And then, if you follow uh, Value Town and um, HS Replay today, you'll be entered into a giveaway for some HS Replay uh, one-month free premium, which unlocks everything on the site for you. So you can just like utilize it as much as you want and figure out just all the. The um, advantages, you know, are just to have the knowledge so you can have an advantage going into the the ladder. Uh, the VODs, of course, are on YouTube.com/slash/chammv. You can find the sh- oh, as well as YouTube.com/slash/hsreplaynet. We're trying to trying to get people over there, but it's a slow process. And then um, you can find the vo- uh, the um, audios on iTunes as well as uh, Google Play and SoundCloud. Uh, com slash so if you um, enjoy the show de- make sure you leave a review you know it definitely helps out in terms of people finding you know their favorite value town podcasts or, or, or not value town Hearthstone podcasts and, and things like that um, but that's going to be it guys for this week oh and if you want to send in a question by the way you know like uh, an email question go ahead and, and email that to Valuetown at uh, chamenv and I'll make sure we get that in. Uh, Deck of the Week is going to be the, the Taunt Druid this week. We're going to be doing that on Monday with our patrons. Uh, but you can send in. Everybody can partake in it. Um, you know, you, you can send in your um, your stats too. But uh, I'll post it up on the pa- on the patron site, patreon.com. And then we'll have our little mini show on Monday. Resume it again because we've taken a break. Uh, but that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Dr. Jikaniki, Gara and myself, Chan Man V, we'll see you next week.